welcome to the Dojo Talk Podcast. Please remove them shoes before entry. Say Master is here, and you still have not taken off your shoes. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another edition of the Dodo Talk Podcast. <laughs> We're on episode number 56. As you can hear, we have guests in the building. <laughs> um, I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Anti-Cool, and we got the homie Stokes, who we couldn't get uh, last week, but he's here. What's going on, man? Hey, sorry. I couldn't make it last week. Honestly, I was just really hung over <laughs> sick and just like coming down off coming down off drugs like i just and i didn't want to like embarrass tj's family or something you know <laughs> I, thought be, I, thought, I thought it'd be better for everyone if i just didn't show up I, I, tj's family did uh, embarrass themselves bro so yeah his brother tried to get in Cody's girlfriend's face after the fight Oh, was that who that was? I didn't even know yeah. that who that was. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> just, just a little quick story from around my woods. Like, there was like a rumor like a year or two ago about TJ. He was out. He was out here at a bar, and allegedly, like someone sucker punched him in the back of the head. And we never found out like if it was true or not because. It was either TJ or his brother that got sucker punched in the back of the head. The legend of Dillashaw. <laughs> the <Yeah>. phantom punch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a, a interesting, really, really interesting weekend. Um, somehow within, like, the last 72 hours, the floodgates of MMA just opened and the MMA gods just let chaos ring. So um, <laughs> hopefully we can get to all the news because it's just it's so much that just happened within like these last few days. But I guess we'll we'll stick to fights first, and then uh, we'll unpack everything. I don't I don't even know where to start, but we'll we'll, we'll somehow <laughs> we'll somehow get around to it. But um, I guess we'll just uh, start from I the mean, top. I, oh. I know where we're gonna start. We're, we're gonna start in Ireland. <laughs> yeah that is true that is true well, from there i don't know where to go it's, it's that that one situation by itself that's is, a whole episode it, it literally is it's a whole episode in and of itself like it's 
Oh man, this we'll, we'll get through these fights first. I can't wait to talk about that 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 situation. It's so. Uh. <laughs> but anywho, UFC Fight Night 120, uh, Poirier versus Pettis went down uh, yesterday in Norfolk, Virginia. Shout out to VA. I actually used to live over there. Um, yeah, man. Main event: Dustin Poirier, Anthony Pettis. Um, before we get to the fight, just to complain again, six fight main card, man. Like, are we ever gonna <laughs> stop it? Yeah, are we ever gonna just calm this down? Like, literally, by the time it got to the feature prelim, I was ready to pass out. Like, yep. it took some real willpower to get through this card. Not that it was a bad card, but like, it was just, I was just so tired, so tired. But main event made made it. Made it somewhat worth it. Got a nice, uh, a nice bloody, just violent fight between Poirier and Pettis. Um, I was 50-50 going into this one. I was not really sure who I was going to pick. I was slightly leaning toward Poirier just because I feel like he just has more finishing power. At least he's shown as of late. And Pettis, you know, he's been kind of, he looked good in the Miller fight, but, you know, He's he's still been a little a little wishy washy lately, so I, I didn't feel a hundred percent comfortable picking him. Um, also, Miller has Lyme disease. Uh, Miller has Lyme disease, so yeah. that. <laughs> and you know it's, eh. but um, I didn't expect this fight to be like this bloody and <laughs> like like chaotic. I, I thought it would be either. Poirier would maybe clean him, you know, maybe catch him with like a flush left or something. Or Pettis would hit one of his flashy moves or sneak a submission out like he did in the Melendez fight. Um, nah, but instead we got a nice uh, <laughs> a nice little bloodbath. But I think once again in this fight, Pettis is still, you know, I think they mentioned earlier, you know, he's doing like strength and conditioning now. But I still think some of his old, like, flaws are, are still haunting him. Like they're they're still there, and Poirier definitely took advantage of him. He he was able to put pressure. Um, you mean he just wilts to any kind of pressure ever? <laughs> yeah, like, it's just, and I mean, it, it, he, he I thought it started off decent. Like he was, you know, Pettis was getting some nothing too crazy off, but he's getting kicks off. They're trading shots. Pettis was throwing like that straight right down the pipe. So like he he was he was doing good at like at first and then um, I think that f- they had like a, a mini flurry that happened where Poirier I thought was definitely getting the better of that exchange. Pettis did land a nice little like counter uppercut though that was pretty nice. But and then like after that you could tell man Poirier just kind of just started pouring it on him and he was taking him down pretty much at will. And then took him down. He got the elbow in Pettis's face immediately just looked like he got slapped with like three ketchup packets and <laughs> like it just I just felt like like after that cut it never got better I mean props to Pettis he is one of those dudes that like even when he's on his back he's constantly active throwing up legs trying to get any submission he can possibly go for but it just felt like it was a matter of time before the fight was going to be over I wasn't expecting that ending um and it really, when it happened in real time, like, I didn't really catch it. But I kind of had an idea, because you could tell yeah. when, he, when he was turning into, when he turned into the body, like, like, you could just tell, like, it just looked painful. Like, he just looked really uncomfortable. And 
but I didn't realize he had tapped until I saw it on the replay. But I don't know, man. I think I don't know, Pat. I don't know about Pettis, man. Like I just he's really, really talented, but I just think in this division, especially how it is now in 2017 with guys like Poirier and like fights, they don't get any easier. Like, and I, I just think a lot of guys at this point have Pettis kind of figured out. Like, if you can get pressure on him and get him down. You can you just make him uncomfortable, and he just kind of has he just kind of has no way out. Like it just seemed like Poirier was kind of muscling him around in there. Yeah. And sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, great great job on Poirier though. Like this was a really a really good performance. Um, I know the Alvarez fight that was a no contest, right? Like officially, I think that's what it was ruled. So good. Uh, yeah. I believe, but even still, like. Two. These are two good performances from him consecutively over two big names that I'm pretty sure, hopefully, well, who knows how this division is at 155, but, like, this should line him up for a pretty nice fight next. I hope hope we get some, yeah. Go ahead. He wanted Gaethje, the winner of Gaethje and um, Eddie. Yeah, I say that works, like... Do you think that's a realistic option? Absolutely. Um, definitely. I mean, because everybody would probably want to see the Eddie rematch. And at the same token, nobody's going to be mad at a Gaethje fight because we've all seen <laughs> what, what he can do. And we all know what Poirier can do. So, like, either of those matchups, I'm down for either or. So, yeah. yeah. If, if he's not getting a title shot, why not give him that? And if he wins that fight, Against either of those two, uh, I think he's earned a, I think he's earned a title fight. <laughs> what was the, what was this fight before the Eddie No contest? The Jim, uh, the Jim Miller fight. Yeah, Jim Miller. Oh. And before that, street? no, he got knocked out by Johnson before that. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, you're right. So, like, for like the first four minutes of this fight. Anthony Pettis looked really good. Like, he was circling back to the center of the cage. Hello? Yeah. Oh, okay. He was circling back to the center of the cage after, like, he was landing combinations when he was on the outside. Um, he was working leg kicks. Like he, that, I'm assuming he, like, his team studied the Miller tape really close where Poirier was basically on one leg for part of that fight. Or like leg kicks are going to be our, kick to, our key to victory. Um, he did a good job of not staying in the pocket with Poirier, and then with like forty-five seconds left in the round, all of that went to shit. <laughs> uh, like uh, Poirier really backs him into the cage, lands a, a series of just clubbing lefts and uh, like that uppercut you mentioned. Um, and, and, like, it's not like Pettis was out of the fight, but, like, that's the exact type of fight you don't get dragged into if you're Anthony Pettis. Right. You have to keep, like, if you're not pressuring, you have to keep moving, and you have to keep coming back to the center of the cage. You can't have your back to, you can't have your back to the cage and just give up all that space for you to operate. And it, it, it went all downhill from there. Like, that, um, in that exchange, um, Poirier opened up a cut right underneath Pettis' uh, left eye, and it it never stopped. Like, like it never stopped from there. Uh, he gets him down the next round, and 
and he gets him down with his with Pettis's head up against the cage. And what does Pettis do but go for triangles <laughs> and arm bars <laughs> and kimuras? Uh, he was grabbing anything for his life. I mean, he 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 had but, but one good moment time, where like. Yeah, there was there was one moment where he managed to reverse position and get back on top because he landed like elbows of his oh, own. Yeah, yeah, he did but, that. He did that really nice um like kick uh wrap the heel with one leg and then um kick kick the hip with the other and like he managed to get up from that. Right. But like while he's going for triangles and arm bars and all this other stuff with his head up against the cage, Poirier is opening him up with elbows and ground and pound and he's just scoring points and doing lasting damage while Pettis should be trying to get up. And, and the thing is when he like there were instances where Pettis was just like decided to get up or or he would um or he would create space in like reverse position. Like he did when Poirier got his back the first time. He did a good job of flipping over and actually rubbing his womb in like Poirier's face, so that blood was all over his face. And, he couldn't see. and I think it, like the I think it's pretty clear at this point. Like Pettis is a jujitsu player, uh, like a uh, fighter, like a submission fighter with a dangerous like w- w- striking game. He he's not a striker. He's not a positional grappler. A grappler. Like he's just a finish guy, and if he if he can't get the finish and he can't get space to operate so he can like th- get those kicks off, his game just completely shuts down. Uh, <laughs> I never thought about it like that. So when you think Pettis, you just think, oh, this guy's a stand-up dude, but gets a lot of finish. Yeah, like everything about him just. It just seems like everything's a, a, a route to like a submission, a submission one. Yeah. And at thirty years old, like, and with all these injuries behind him, I'm not, I'm not sure where there is left for him. Like, he, he's not going to, if he's not going to technically get better as a striker. Well, like, I don't know what he can do. Yeah, like he. He's always got a chance in the fight because he is one of those dudes that, like, in a split second can turn it around. But at I'm the same time... I'm not even sure time, he has that anymore, though. Like, he looks less and less athletic, like, ever since the RDA fight, basically. I don't... And it sucks because, like, <laughs> I feel like if he if he was in another division, like, his shelf life could be longer. Yeah. I think his talents could get him further. But, like, 155 is just such a shark tank. Like... I, I imagine, like, even if he comes back, whatever his next fight is after this, like, even if it's someone ranked below him, technically, the fights still don't get easier. Like, everybody in that division, like, one through, like, 20 is is still going to be a problem. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what you do, what you do with him, or, uh... Oh, and shouts to him, shouts to Joey, you know, from the Sports Sound Off. For pointing out Duke Rufus' this terrible corner advice, where he just tell where Poirier has um Pettis' back, 
and he and he's in um, Rufus screams, Duke roll for a knee bar, and Pez rolls for a knee bar and just like completely like, not face plants, but uh, uh, he he is nowhere close. <laughs> <laughs> and Poirier ends up on top and just bat, like batters him. Man. Poirier's come a long way though, man. Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. A long way. He finally got that signature win. I mean, re- realistically, if you look at the way the Alvarez fight played out, he probably should be on a three-fight win streak. Um, hmm. <laughs> like, didn't that fight ended with Alvarez on top of Poirier beating the crap out of him? But there was some... <laughs> wasn't, wasn't, wasn't that knee illegal, though, right? The, the knee was illegal, but, like, this was so Poirier boxed Alvarez up for a round and hurt him. Alvarez comes back in the second, and just at one point his swip, his switch just flips, and he just starts beating the crap out of him. And poor like Poirier, like Poirier is on the ground up against the cage because Alvarez put him there, like violently. So I'm not, I, I'm not sure Eddie was a, like on like on the grass like on the. Like was in, within finishing distance or whatever, but like, Poirier was not in a good position when that fight ended, even without the knee. You know what I mean? Had to yep. rewatch. Haven't seen that fight in a while, but either way, I, I think he 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 definitely only goes up from here. Um, yeah, like like we said earlier, whoever wins out of Gaethje and Alvarez, I think that fight makes a world of sense. From a from a fan's point of view, you don't lose no matter who he fights because you know you're just gonna get violence. For for Pettis, I, I don't know. That's a Fox headliner, right? Like, yeah. You you throw that and yeah, just just let the violence fly and <laughs> every, every everybody will win. Everybody will be happy with that. Uh, yeah, for Pettis, I don't know, man. Like I don't, I don't know where you really go after this or. I mean, I'm pretty sure they'll find some. They'll find somebody to match him up with, but there just there aren't really any names that like stick out to me that like I I would really like want to see him fight at this point. Mine's still Jose Aldo, but <laughs> uh, I gave up on that fight a long time ago. I just, <laughs> I've just accepted that that fight's not gonna happen. <laughs> Other than that, you just, you just have him like as a gatekeeper to like the top fifteen. Just if there's somebody on the run, you just give them Pettis. That's really all you can do. Yeah. I don't know. I, I always just want to hold hope that somehow he'll still find a way to pull it all together. But uh, I don't know. Like he, I mean, he made it to the top of the mountain. He got knocked off, and it just felt like he just hasn't been. I don't know. Like he just hasn't been right since. But great win for Poirier, though. You you, you set yourself up for some really good fights, and I, I think at this point. He's definitely making a, a bigger name for himself, and I think he'll he'll definitely win some people over. Like he's a fan friendly fighter. You you know if he fights, win or lose, is is gonna be blood. Somebody's getting knocked out or dropped repeatedly. So yeah, man. Shout shout out to Poirier, man. He's he's setting himself up so, for some really good future fights, and wouldn't be surprised if he's fighting for a title like at some point in 2018. Like he 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 might he he might claw his way up in there. Um, but yeah, main event was nice and bloody, so definitely give that a watch if you guys haven't checked it out. Um, 
<laughs> moving on to the co-main event. Well, um, do, oh. do, do you guys think that was like a fight of the year contender? Because uh, like before the ending, I was like, oh, damn, this is fight of the year contender. But then the ending happened. And I was like, ah. Do we, explain, do we explain the ending at all? <laughs> I think I briefly mentioned it. <laughs> I mean, but, all right, so I'm trying to think. So basically he had the, the body triangle. Uh, Poirier had the body triangle locked in, and what happened? He went. He he had his back first, and then I guess he was he trying to go to mount. I think that's kind of how it. Like, Pettis was turning into the triangle, trying to like flip him over, and I guess Poirier was like moving towards mount. Yeah, so they just kind of like. Yeah, it was <laughs> yeah, and I guess somewhere along the way, um, one of. Pettis' ribs just gave out or something. Yeah. And he just, yeah, he just tapped. And he had to, yeah, he was forced to tap, so. And I, I, I knew I was setting myself up for this. I, I rewatched the fights this morning on YouTube. I knew I should have stayed out of the comment section, but I'm a glutton <laughs> for punishment. <laughs> so the, the, the people, you you know, that's, oh, why'd he tap? He shouldn't have tapped. Like, oh, he was just scared to keep getting punched. And uh, it's like, cut, stop. Stop! Like, <laughs> just just stop. <laughs> yeah, people not, are garbage. Yeah, I'm not even gonna elaborate. Just just stop. Like, <laughs> I I can critique like Pettis's game, but I would never say Pettis was scared to get mounted. Like that that sounds just <sighs> yeah. That's just ridiculous. Like, yeah, I'm not even gonna get into it. But stop, stop being a keyboard warrior. Just just stop. <laughs> just stop but um this co-main event um Matt Brown and what I guess is kind of sort of his retirement fight like I feel like he didn't officially retire he'll be back but because <laughs> <laughs> like, I felt like before this fight happened like it, it sounded like oh he's done after this but like after the fight it just kind of seemed like yeah, maybe I'll come back when he when this fight was booked, he was like, "This is my last fight." <laughs> but all this week, he's been like, "Oh, you know, if uh, I'm not really 100 percent on that anymore." Because he was like, "Yeah, apparently, like he had a really, really good like training camp, and like he he just felt really good." So, dude, they showed his walkout like because they thought that he was retiring. Like, right? <laughs> come on, man. I don't know. I feel like fighter retirement is kind of like rap retirement, like. It's, it's not a real thing until, like, your body just physically tells you, like, okay, we can't do this anymore. And even then, that's still not a real thing. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I just hope, yeah, Brown, just don't be one of those guys that fights, like, eight fights past your retirement. But, I mean, in this fight, he, he looked, you know, he, he looked he like he's like still... Matt Brown. Yeah, there, there's still gas <laughs> left, in, left in the tank. Um, I mean... Let's be clear. He was fighting Diego Sanchez, who should have retired like six years ago, yeah. <laughs> and, and was literally just fighting at featherweight not too long ago. <laughs> yeah, this um, yeah, Diego came out just super aggressive, immediately going for like takedowns and you know just trying to bring the fight to Brown. And I, I was just waiting, like I. I I didn't think the fight was going to end the weight. Well, I don't think anybody could have predicted 
uh, elbow that broke the space-time continuum. We'll get to that in a little bit. <laughs> like, I just felt like Brown was just waiting for a moment to just kind of let off because he, he was being, like, pretty patient. You know, he was throwing a few jabs here and there. He, he did eat, though, that nasty body kick that, like, folded him for, like, a, a quick second, which is... I don't know, I feel like those kicks are, like, his, like, kryptonite. Like, I've noticed that in, like, a lot of his fights. If you can get him with a body shot, like, he he feels it instantly. Heroin but, ruined that man's liver. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Because, like, I remember that in the Jordan Mean fight, because Mean tagged him with a nasty body shot. Um, I don't remember if Silva. I can't remember if Silva got him with one. Someone yeah, really Silva. hurt him with one. Yeah. Yeah, it was Silva. Silva, and I want to say Waller got him there once. Yeah, like he's, that's just proven like an area for him, but the the, the dude is, he, he's a zombie, so he, he just kind of just fights through it somehow. And, um, yeah, man. I, I'll just skip to the ending, because that's, like, so, so Sanchez throws a kick. Brown catches it, backs. Like he like holds his foot and just like politely walks him to the bed to the cage, and then like launches the hardest elbow. And like, if you didn't see this in real time, you you don't know how wild this looked to watch the broadcast while it was happening. Like he throws the elbow, and in mid elbow sequence. The, the, the telecast went out. Right, he just glitches the matrix, and the tele, <laughs> like, the telecast, like it fast forwards to the ending. So like he throws an elbow, you get this little glitch, and then when it comes back, Sanchez is just laid out on the ground. You have no idea what happened, and then the the telecast rewinds <laughs> like, <laughs> to try to show you the elbow again. But then there's like another glitch. And then it just skips to, like, you know, Matt Brown's just walking around. He's, like, patting his elbow. So, like, you get an idea, like, oh, I guess that elbow landed. And then we get the replay. So, like, his elbow literally just, like, cracked a hole in the universe. But when they showed the replay, though, that elbow was vicious. Like I, I like to think that, like, the people at FX are, like, if, if Diego Sanchez goes down, we're going to cut. And we're going to make sure he's alive before we actually show the, the knockout. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, man, that, that elbow was... He put everything in his mind and body in that elbow. And, yeah, Sanchez just folded. There was no need for follow-up, ground and pound. It was... Like, that was, that was a wrap. That, that was yeah. a wrap. That was legitimately um, one of the best elbow KOs I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, no question. And like I would say, man, Matt Brown, if, if any by chance you're listening to this, if you're gonna retire, man, like that's how you gotta go out. Like just yeah. walk away. Let let this be your lasting memory. Let that be your last moment. You you got one of the the most vicious elbow KOs anybody will ever watch. That that's the mark you need to leave out on. Let me do that to Antichrist. No. <laughs> my god because I, I, I don't think you could do it hard enough where I'll just go out so I'll actually feel it that and I don't want you to break the time continuum and I don't want to get rewinded in real life like <laughs> oh man yeah that that was 
God. Like, just walk away. Like, that's the perfect way to end. Careers don't end. Like, the only way that could have gotten better is if it was for, like, a belt or something. But other than that, like, you, you can't end your career on a better note than that. That's, that's, that's the equivalent of, like, a walk-off homer, and you just win the game. Like, like you're walking away with an extra 50 Gs. Like, go take that money and go do something else with your life. Right. Just, just, just go yeah. home. And, uh, yeah, Sanchez... You also go home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Diego Sanchez will never not fight in the UFC because if he was to be let go, Bellator would sign him in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. So we're going to just have to get used to the stretch of where Diego's no longer this like really durable guy and he's just going to keep going out on TV and getting knocked out. I want BJ Diego too. No. no. Yes. No. <laughs> oh no, no. We cannot have. Yes. We, no. <laughs> Bellator pay per view headline. We cannot advocate this kind of. I mean, they're going to fight again. They might as well fight each other. Oh no! I don't know if I'm ready for that. I'm paying sixty bucks for that. <laughs> oh man. If 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 that fight does happen, can, can it be a prelim? I don't want that on the main card. I don't want millions of That's people. A headliner. I don't know what you're talking about. No, I, <laughs> uh, I just I can't support any furthering of BJ's. Just whatever he's doing right now, but it just it needs to stop. Collecting. Right. Ah. <laughs> uh, that that's a that that is a Bellator card. That has that fight has Bellator written all over it though. Like, what weight class? Uh, <laughs> what weight? What weight class though? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> why not at welterweight at this point? <laughs> Middleweight, fuck it. <laughs> oh man, but um. BJ BJ probably like one ninety right now. He's <laughs> gonna be able to catch weight at whatever they're fighting at right now. Whatever their walk around weight is. Just, just, just let them go at it. Hey, legit. Why do they have to cut weight? They're fighting each other. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I always forget. Like BJ Penn fought Leota Machida. <laughs> like that was a fight that happened. Oh, my God. <laughs> Legendary. Oh man. Legendary. But um, yeah, man. Props Cody to Matt. McKenzie before Cody McKenzie. Legit. <laughs> just didn't have the shorts. <laughs> But uh, props to Matt Brown though. Like, I- I'm gonna say, dude, just retire, man. Let that let that be your. The only other fight I think I would want to see him in that we never got to see was him and Condit. But Condit's fighting Magny, so you know. I don't know. Maybe it could still happen. It, I-, I wouldn't mind that being his last fight if he does come back. I-, I would like to see those two go at it. But hey, man, if you're gonna walk away, let let this be the walk away. That's your send off, walk off homer. You broke the time continuum. I don't know what else you you want. <laughs> we'll see you in eight months, Matt Brown. <laughs> Probably he'll he'll end up kicking off the new year somehow. Well, like, like Jimmy, what do you see Matt Brown like going to do? Like, like Matt Brown doesn't seem like the type who's just gonna go and open like a sports bar or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or he, goes, or will be like a used car salesman. Nah. He, he's 
probably one of those fight until you just physically can't do it anymore kind of guys yeah he, he does give off that vibe yeah. like he was just one of those dudes that was he was put on this earth to just fight <laughs> like <laughs> and that's just what he's gonna do but um yeah if you guys if there's any ko you watch and on this car like that's that's it like that's one of the nastiest elbow ko's you'll ever see um this next fight i don't have a ton of input on um other than junior albini's attire which i guess we'll get to <laughs> but uh andre alvlowski junior albini um Albany did pretty good, I thought, in the first round. I don't remember the fight all that much. I did rewatch it, but for some reason it still doesn't stick in my head all that much. But, like, I remember Albany was landing some pretty good shots in the first round um, while wearing a diaper, or <laughs> I, I guess <laughs> for anybody who didn't watch. Um, I, I, don't, I, I guess he rolled up his shorts, I'm going to assume. I would pray that Reebok doesn't have a diaper edition shorts running around here somewhere you can buy. But, no, um, no, I think they were um, just really small. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Al- Albini was a, a heavyweight rugrat uh, in a in a tire. <laughs> His big ass legs don't help either. Right. Like, <laughs> it was really distracting. Like, like he literally <laughs> looks like a giant baby. I mean, I'm gonna assume Al- Albini's, you know, trying to do the whole marketing thing. With the nickname, and he's just trying to tie it into the look. I'm I'm not gonna say I approve, but I, I guess I get what you're. <laughs> I, I guess I understand what you're trying to do, but um, yeah, man. Had, I mean, you had to distract your opponents. Yeah, I I'm not gonna like as a viewer, that was really distracting. Like, I don't know if Arlovsky was just maybe just not paying any attention, <laughs> but. Yeah, it, it was that fight was kind of hard to watch. It was like, why are you just this huge? He just, I just kept thinking of Tommy Pickles. Just <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, the entire fight, I'm like you're just a giant Tommy Pickles who just happens to fight. <laughs> but I mean, he was landing some pretty good shots in the first. Like they, they were throwing some leather, but nobody got like too too damaged. But I, I think towards like the second and the third. Olaski just kind of won like on volume like Albini just didn't seem to have much of like an offense going on and Olaski I thought was doing a pretty good job of mixing it up he was going like body to head had pretty good footwork you know they had some exchanges and he managed to not you know get tagged to the point where like he was you know wobbly or too hurt or anything so I just thought Arlovsky just had a, a smart fight. Like, he just did what he needed to do to win and not, you know, get his head knocked off. So, um, I think they mentioned, too, like, he did he switch camps? I don't know if he, like, left left Jackson, but I think he trained somewhere else for this fight. Arlovsky, I didn't see Jackson in his corner. Yeah, I think that he's training somewhere in, in Florida. I can't remember where, though. Um... <laughs> Sorry, the bump. Uh, nah, yeah, I don't see it. So, I, like, I'm not seeing where he's training. So, fucking lying? Are you joking me? You should go in. But yeah, I don't remember. But yeah, well, what were your thoughts on the fight? Um, good for Andre Orlovsky. 
Junior, uh, like, do you do you guys remember Augusta Sakai? Yeah, 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 yeah. Bellator heavyweight. Um, so like when he first got to Bellator, I knew nothing about him, and I watched his first fight. And in the fight, he proceeded. Like, I think it went to distance, but he proceeded to throw like knees, like standing knees, like knees from like the double collar tie. Like he, he, his game was very leg kick focused. And I was like really high on him because of it. And that's what that, that's the vibe I'm getting from Albini. Where, like, we saw him do a thing most heavyweights can't do because they're not versatile enough to do it because they're just kind of, they're all just kind of big and tough and want to throw big punches. And I'm starting to wonder if that's if, like there's just a little bit of that when we're thinking of like Albini's potential. Like, he's still only what 26? 26, yeah. Like, yeah, guy, it'll probably end up being fine, but like going back over his record, he was never much of a like a powerhouse. When it comes to like um, finishing fights, like, like I'm looking at now, and a lot of his wins seem to have come from some type of submission. So it makes sense to me that Arlovski struck him, like he just beat him in a kickboxing match. And um, I, maybe he learned something from this. Maybe like this is just his ceiling. It's way too early to tell. He's only been fighting for like well, he's been fighting for a while, but. High level competition. He's still twenty six, and high level competition is a little different. Um, like, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I, this is really just not a whole lot to say. Like, I'm happy Arlovsky's no longer on a five fight winning uh, losing streak. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, maybe this is just like the type of fight he he should just be getting from now on. He shouldn't be fighting anybody in the top fifteen. Like, until he gets, like, four or five wins in a row, just give him guys who are the UFC thinks might be ready for the top um, 15. Like, his next fight, uh, I don't know, maybe Curtis Blades? Hmm. That would would be an interesting match. Yeah, like, somebody like Curtis Blades, somebody like, um, let's see if there's anybody who's 2-0, 3-0. I was going to say Ruslan Magomedov, but he's gone because he's suspended. Maybe like a Justin Ledet or something like that. Like, sorry. I'm saying you riding a chopper, Stoke. <laughs> <laughs> Are you switching vehicles over there? Got the Bluetooth on. <laughs> and we just got some more breaking news as I look at Twitter or Tumblr. What's going on? Uh, Patricio Pitbull is out of his fight with Daniel Weichel. Oh, my God. So. Sanchez, step up. I mean, they could do that, but it wouldn't be for the title. Interim title. First ever Bellator. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they don't. Do they do that? They they did the interim title for um, King Mo and Emmanuel Newton. When oh. their oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. wasn't even hurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that was. Shout to Tillavay. Oh man, oh that sucks, man. That 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 sucks. I said just have Daniel Vitchel beat up Noad the Hat. He's oh. on the card anyway, so. <sighs> but uh, yeah, solid uh, one for Oblowski. Um, learning experience for Albini. 
Yeah. Stokes, how did you feel about the diaper? Uh, don't really have much thoughts. I was just kind of mad that this Starbucks line is fucking forever. <laughs> Hold on, what happened to Taco Bell? Oh, Taco Bell's right next door, fam. Come on. Oh, okay. All right. We're actually about to head right there, <laughs> right now. What do you guys want? Um, I'm gonna take a crunch wrap. Alright. <laughs> Anti? Uh, Anti? I know you want a Mexican pizza. Nah, I'm I good. Know. Doritos I'm good. Los Taco. I got my Oreos. They need to make, um, like a hot Cheetos, like, taco shell. Don't <laughs> let them hear you. They'll do it. <laughs> no, that's the cashier. <laughs> They'll do it. <laughs> Oh, man. You want me to? I'm right here. Hey, go for it. <laughs> do, do your thing. All right. Let me, uh, two, two black bean burritos, two cheesy roll-ups, and two Mexican... Oh, one Mexican pizza. This uh, this next fight... Um, <sighs> uh, I, 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 it's I the don't. most bizarre podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we got Taco Bell in the background. We got fights going on. We got a man in a diaper. Right. <laughs> oh man. Actually, real quick, you, you think that's gonna be his thing now? Is he yeah. just gonna be the diaper guy? I mean, why not? Everybody needs a gimmick. That is true. That is true. I don't know how many fans he's gonna gain, but you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this next fight. Um, I don't remember it. It was honestly not a ton to remember. Cesar Ferreira, Nate Marquardt, um, it was like a violent sparring session. Oh, actually, you know what? I can't say violent because there were spurts of violence. Like, I think, was it the end of the second where I think Marquardt dropped him? Um, and that, that was like the moment of the fight, really. But yeah. it, it ended in split decision. Um, Cesar won a split decision. Um, I think Cesar won the first round, Marquardt probably won the second, and then in the third round, Cesar was like, forget this, I'm going for takedowns, and <laughs> he kind of just, you know, kind of just controlled position, and, you know, just kind of won based off that, so, but yeah, that fight honestly wasn't really much to write home about, and then in the post-fight um, interview, Cesar calls out, uh, oh boy, who beat up on Hendricks. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, called out uh, called out Costa. So I like that. Fight. Eh, I guess I'm I'm not mad at that. I mean, because if they give Costa anybody above him in the rankings, he's probably going to lose. Yeah, except yeah. maybe except maybe like Uriah and Belfort, but they're booked against each other. So yeah, so yeah, why not Paulo Costa? They're, they're two pretty big dudes who just. Seem to throw, so... Uh, yeah, I, I guess that's fine. And it seemed to be, like, some personal, you know... I didn't catch all of what he was saying, but I, I guess there's some kind of, like, personal history there, so... You know, we'll, we'll see if that happens. As for Nate... I always forget Nate isn't retired until I see his name on a card. And then I wonder why is he still fighting, but... You know... <laughs> it, it, it is what it is. Um, this next fight, though... Um, Rafael Asensio and Matthew Lopez. Um, man, 
It was good to like see. I mean, the sunset always looks, you know, really solid, and I think he doesn't get enough props because he's also one of those dudes that, like, he seems to always fight like top guys. Like, he's always just in the mix of fighting the best of the best, and he he doesn't really get any easy go outs. And I I think that's a lot of the reason why like a lot of his fights are so close sometimes is that he's always fighting like those top dudes. But um, yeah, man, he was he was taking it to Lopez. Um. I don't know. I don't know if it was just me, but it seemed like a sunset was like he was really going for it. I mean, he definitely went for it because he got a finish. But like, I don't know. Like, I felt like he was more like, I guess, like alert in this fight. I don't know. Than I feel like I've seen as of recent. Like he was really out to like prove a point. And well, yeah, like the guy he beat. Um, like. At this point, like he's like a like ten and one in his last eleven fights at bantamweight, like and he still hasn't gotten a title shot, <laughs> and he's not going to get one any time in the immediate future. So, I, uh, the, I'm happy this win maybe colors him a little differently in some people's eyes. Um, Yeah, no, he's just like a, t- like he's real. I think he's honestly the most underrated guy in MMA right now. Like, I'm pretty sure Lopez can't walk this morning. Yeah, like he, he, he is. <laughs> he was gone. He chewed that leg apart. Like, it was like three different colors. <laughs> like, he was <laughs> chewing that man's leg just apart. And, like, he was throwing heat, too. Like, it, it didn't seem like he was just trying to, like, outpoint Lopez. Like, he was going for kill shots. And Well, the, th- well, the thing with Sunset is, like, he hits harder than we think he does because there's a reason Marlon Moraes and Aljamain Sterling and Brian Carraway and, like, Pedro Munoz aren't just diving headfirst at him to, like, to, like he, he doesn't put on, like, a very strong pace. And there's a reason why he's able to slow the fight down so much. It's because he hit like his powers enough to keep guys like honest. Like here, he he got Lopez in a position at the end of the fight with like the flying knee. You show him the left hand, and then you bomb him with the right hand. Like Lopez was all the way pushed up against the fence, like like had no base whatsoever. And so when it just connected, he went out like a like yeah, like he got hit by a truck or something. What, what was Lopez's last fight? Um, he beat up uh, Johnny Eduardo, Jose Aldo's um, first uh, <clears throat> attack coach or something like that. That's, that's a big jump. Like That's a huge jump in competition. I think it's pretty clear they want a sense out of the loose. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, so they're just going to keep tossing young guys at him until he loses. <laughs> it's it's not working. It is not, it's, it's not happening, man. Like I wanted like a sunset to win just because I thought it'd be a, like an easy bounce back fight for Cody. You know. Ah, uh, <laughs> you, you think they're gonna feed him to the dogs? Uh, I don't. I think, I think that's a tough fight. Yeah, I, I think he. I think he could give Cody a run, dude. Like. Who has ever had an easy fight with a Sun Tao? I guess. Yeah, right. like he, 
Yeah, like I, I think he, he, gives he Cody is a run. trickier than like than people give him credit for as a striker. I just look at him and like I just see like a dad. <laughs> I don't know. I just think like anyone can beat him. Honestly, I think it's because he's one of those dudes that like. I don't, I'm trying to think of somebody to compare him to. Like, he has a ton of wins. Like, he a does. ton of wins. Over a really, really good competition. But, like, for some reason, he just doesn't, like, pop out. Like, his when you think of top guys, like, for some reason, his name somehow gets lost. Because he just, I don't know. Like, he's not trash-talking. He's, you know, he's really, like, unassuming. But, like, you look at his record. I mean, Lopez, Marias, Sterling... All right, he lost to TJ, but before that, he beat Caraway, Munoz, he beat TJ, Von Lee, Mike Easton, like... Johnny Eduardo. Yeah, Eduardo. Like, <laughs> he's beaten a lot of good people, but for, like, some reason, he somehow still... Oh, wow, I didn't know he fought Joe Lozon back in 2006. <laughs> Jesus. And Jorge Masvidal. He... Like, yeah, he beat Joe Lozon in 2006, man. What? Yeah. yeah. He beat Lozon and Masvidal. Alaska Whoa. Fighting Championships. Let's go. Really? <laughs> like, he's got a lot of legit wins, like, on his record. And, yeah, like, this was just an emphatic stamp. Like, I mean, and I'm pretty sure Lopez will, will bounce back. Like that, that's a really big leap in competition to go from fighting Eduardo to a Sunset. So, like, I, I don't fault him at all. I, I think a large, like, I think a large part of that was, um, well, one, uh, like Eduardo was like a top tennis talent because of what he did to Eddie Wineland. But, um, like, with all the young guys they have at Bantamweight, like, um, Matt Lopez is about to be 31. Yeah. So they're like, if he's going to be anything, he's going to be something now. You know. Now, what I mean? Yeah. But I think we'll 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 see him back. Like, I don't think he looked like terrible or anything. It's just no, it'd be no. He's no. He's, Lopez is a solid yeah. fighter. Like, yeah, he's a solid. He's a solid dude. But Sun Sal is just, you know, he's he's that dude. He's not promoted as that dude, but he's like he's that dude. He's never going to be an easy out. Imagine if, yeah. like, there was another fighter with, like, how many ranked wins? Like, five or six ranked opponents. <laughs> including a former world champion on his record, and he didn't get a title shot. Right. And, and he did call him out after the fight. He He's trying to get that third go with TJ. And yeah, I'm not mad at it. I'm mad at it. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. I, don't uh, I wouldn't mind. Or 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 if you want to or if you want to do, I was gonna say if you if you want to do him and Cody and whoever wins that gets a, yeah. a shot. I'm not mad at that either. Exactly. But I'll, I'll tell you now, Stokes. Though if he fights Cody, don't be surprised. Cody Cody could slip up. He, he could catch an L. First round calling it. <laughs> I'll. I'll, re- I'll refer back to this podcast, too. All right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man. Great, great win for a Sun Sal. Um, nasty KO. And props on him for pulling back that last punch that he probably could have threw, but he realized he starched him and he didn't need to take any more damage. So, um, 
yeah, awesome, awesome KO. And shoot, speaking of finishes and KOs, Clay Guida, Joe Lozon. I, I thought this was going to be some like wild three round barn burner, and it ended in a minute and seven seconds <laughs> to the first round. Um, I don't remember the fight up until like just that last sequence where <laughs> Guida throws a, a hard right hand, clips him like behind the ear. Lozon kind of has like this delayed reaction. He stumbles back. Guida throws a left and then an uppercut that just takes Lozon's soul. And then, I mean, <laughs> all right, I, I get it. The referee, you want to give the guy a chance to, you know, fight back. You don't want to call the <laughs> fight too early. But my God, man, like, Guida was unloading on this man. Like, 20 shots too many. It really, like, that, that, and, like, I, I, I tried, I don't want to, like, harp on people, like, I, I try to give them the benefit of the doubt, because Lozon was still, like, moving, like, trying to do something, but, like, you could tell, like, he was out of it, and then Guida starts dropping elbows, and it's like, we don't need to see this anymore, like, it's, the, the point is driven home, like, he's clearly out of this fight, we can probably just stop this, but, yeah, the fight went on probably like Stokes said 20 20 punches is too long but great great win from Guida a minute and seven seconds there's a pretty nasty finishing sequence with that uppercut um and then he proceeds to pretty much say after the you know during the post fight I guess this was the last fight on his contract and uh you know UFC need to come up off that money <laughs> if, they, if they want to see him you know want to see him back in the octagon again so um i don't know i guess clay's time at team alpha male has been doing him some good so i can't wait for clay uh, clay guida versus um brett primus so <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't think they're you don't think they'll bring him back i mean they probably will but there's also a chance they won't who knows like what is clay guida somebody who still puts butts in seats like Norfolk loved him, and I'm I'm curious what the consensus is because it, the opinion on Guida seems to like swing back and forth between oh he's really boring, and oh like he's one of the most exciting fighters ever. So I don't know. Yeah, I I guess if I had to bet on it, I don't know with, with the way the UFC's been lately, I wouldn't be surprised if they let him walk and not even blink an eye. Wouldn't be surprised. Um, you think Lozon should hang it up? Yes. I feel like we had this conversation yeah. the last time he fought. <laughs> oh, man. It was what hard. was Lozon? It was hard. What is that? Like, yeah. He was in it... complete zombie mode from, like, the get-go. He just looked slow and like it was like watching Big Nog fight at lightweight. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like Lozon's only thirty three, but like in fight years he's like eighty five. <laughs> like he's been fighting for thirteen years. Yeah, and not only you've been fighting for that long, but like the kind of fights that he has, like these just grueling wars. 
And, like, he's also another dude, like, if you look at his record, especially, like, as of late, within, like, the last, I don't know, three, four years, like, all of the majority of the people he's fighting, these are all, like, top talents. He's not getting, like, easy go-outs or just some, you know, run-of-the-mill, you know, random dude. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think I think Father Time might be calling him home. Yeah. Man, I mean, he's had a, a good career. I think he's tied for the record, right, for most, like, post-fight bonuses? Uh, I'm not sure if I that's believe. true anymore. Is it? I have no idea. Because I think he he was tied with, was it Nate? I can't remember. He he was tied with somebody. Like, either either way, like, the, the man has put on a, a lot of good fights. He He's earned, he, he, he solidified himself. I, I don't think he really has anything, you know, left to really prove. Um. Yeah, for Guido, I don't know though. I, I, I think they're gonna let Guido walk. I, I, yeah, I think you might be right. We Guido and uh, Brent Primus might happen in 2018. <laughs> well, just to uh, put it out there, like his age, his manager, whatever they're called, the his managerial company VFD specializes in UFC talent, so. I, I I doubt they're like we're gonna have to walk across the street to go beat in Bellator. We'll see. It'll probably take like a small pay cut or if anything. Here you got ten. We'll see. Yep. Okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, that that uh that finish the sequence was pretty nasty though. Um, so actually, yeah, that rounded out the main card. Um, and we'll get to a few of these prelims, and then we'll switch over to other shenanigans <laughs> in the MMA world. But um, Marlon Marias and John Dotson. Um, Marias debut drops a split decision to a sunsaw. Uh, is rewarded with a fight with Dotson, so he gets thrown <laughs> right back in the fire. Um, I thought he looked pretty good though, man. Like it. He he managed to just not, <laughs> not. He had one scary moment. I think that was in the first where like, like Dotson just not one of those dudes that you want to get happy and willingly exchange with like back and forth because it's probably not gonna end too good. And <laughs> I think I think he quite he got his clock clean that one time during that exchange. And then after that, I, I thought he he had like a, a pretty smart fight. He um working his kicks a a, a ton. Um, but that nut shot though, I gotta have to talk about that. Oh my that, god! Whew. Like when when Dotson was about to throw up, I almost threw up. Like <laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> that was <laughs> that was oh my god! Like for people who just didn't see it, like Mariah's threw up. I think he was trying to do it like an inside uh, leg kick, and he he catches Dotson low. And, like, immediately, man, Dotson's just, he just looks like he's dying. And then, like, he stands up and literally, like, he, he does the, the throw-up motion. And it's like, oh, my God. Like, I, I, I was like, they're going to stop this. Like, this, this dude's about to just puke everywhere. But he, he got back into the fight. Um, then, like, a minute later, got eye-poked. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he got eye-poked. I think at one point they had a head clash. Like... There were a lot of just little weird incident moments in this fight, but like those moments aside, man, I thought Marias looked pretty. He looked pretty good. Like he, he was counting pretty good. He was definitely working his kicks in. I think Dotson just 
I don't know. Like it just seemed like there wasn't a lot of like volume. Like he would have this those moments where like he does that like that double jab to like get in quick and then just like explode on you. And he had like a few of those moments, but I don't know. Like other than that, I just feel like he didn't really have enough, just like enough offense. And Marias just seemed to be keeping busier. And Marias, I think he caught him with a few good like. A few good overhand rights. No, nobody. He didn't. I don't think he ever wobbled Dotson, but hey, but he was landing hard. Yeah, like he was definitely landing hard, and like he's a big one thirty five man. Like that dude is shredded <laughs> at one thirty five. Do we do we talk about the finish where Dotson taps after the belt? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So <laughs> and that was another thing I saw people going back and forth about because people were like, well. No, he wasn't tapping. He was just doing that because the round was over. I was like, I don't know, man. I think... No, he tapped. <laughs> yeah, I think he might have tapped. <laughs> like, that guillotine was in pretty tight. And, uh... Yeah, and I mean... Yeah, that that, that might have been a tap. That was... It, it was a quick moment. Like, I feel like if you weren't looking, you might have missed it. But, yeah, that, that looked like a tap to me. But, either way... Marias once again on the, the side of a split decision, but he ends up on the good side this time. Um, proceeds to call out Jimmy Rivera, which I'm I'm all about that fight if they want to make that. Well, everybody in the arena boos him. By the way. <laughs> right. <laughs> which is I I don't really get. I, I guess they saw um, Marias is like a like a freaking dirty fighter. But honestly, yeah. I think it was just like this is kind of what happens when you got a guy that throws a lot of like, kicks going up against a guy who is like half Five a foot three. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those moments just just kind of happen. And I mean, it's not like it was a, a bad fight. Like he put on a really good performance against the top dude. So yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what the crowd was really expecting of him, but um. Oh, also, I'm, I'm happy also he... the scorecards. Um. Two thirty. Oh yeah, yeah. Two thirty twenty sevens for um, Mr. Moresh, and a thirty twenty seven for Dotson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's oh man? What's what's the guy on Twitter? God, because he posted that. He tweeted that like he tweeted that right as the third round ended, and yeah, and they did it. Thirty twenty sevens. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what fight everybody was watching, but apparently everybody saw something different. Um, maybe they, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the nut shot swayed somebody, and I, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> what did you guys think of the fight? I enjoyed it. Um, I thought that, uh, I thought they both were good, but like just the same things that played darts and um. I want I want to say early in his career, like early like early in his like UFC like top flyweight career, played him here. Like there wasn't much else to his game other than like like basically he just didn't put a pace enough. Like Maurice was the dude throwing the volume. He was a dude landing like leg kicks and punches, and it was more diverse, and it just looked better. Especially in the second and third, and that's and sometimes landing a counter. Um, 
I'm just curious if this is just going to be Mauritius like career from now, where he's just winning like split decisions or losing split decisions. Because the talent is there, but like we've said, like the last time he fought, like the experience isn't. And I'm about to say the the split decision road is not one you want to go down. Yeah. Um, it might work a little bit, but. <laughs> <laughs> eventually somehow those fights just stop working in your favor and uh yeah who does Marlon go after this though I mean he called out Rivera he, he seemed pretty like adamant about that fight yeah well, <laughs> but him Sterling and what was the other dude's name um oh Lineker duh Lineker, they all called out Jimmy so I wouldn't mind seeing Lineker and Marais I think that would be a That'd be solid. Yeah, that'd be a nice violent fight. Thomas Almeida, I, Thomas Almeida got booked today. And if he wins that fight, I'd love to see that fight. Against who? Uh, Rob Font. Oh. What about, uh, I think I saw somebody <laughs> else throw out uh, uh, Munoz. I mean, you really, you really can't go wrong at Bantamweight anymore. Like, everybody's just... There's just so much talent now, so. Is one thirty-five low key like the second most stacked division? Uh, it's starting to look like it. Yeah. Yeah, you you could you could argue because I think yeah I mean lightweight still holding holding that torch. Forty, I don't know forty-five and thirty-five are kind of, but I don't know. Hold on, let me let me pull let me pull this up. (laughs) I don't know. I think you might. It might be. You might be able to make that argument, cause I, I mean they're they're both really top heavy. But even if you go to like the lower end of like the top fifteen, even if you go like outside of the top fifteen, yeah, you you could probably make that argument. Yeah, like low key, this is at 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 worst the third most stacked division. If if you were to put featherweight, like at worst, but. Yeah, like this is kind of like lightweight where if you find yourself in the top 15 from 15 to 1, none of these, there are no easy outs. Like everybody's going to give you a problem. And even breaking into the top 15 is still going to be a problem. So, yeah. Shout out to the, the little divisions. Like, I don't, I don't understand how this division isn't like more popular. Most, like these guys, or maybe they don't. I don't know. Like I feel like they don't get as much. Most MMA fans are wrestling fans, or got here through wrestling, so they're they they are they really subscribe to the whole notion of like biggest and baddest. <laughs> no one watches the cruiserweight division. Yeah, exactly. Just like no one watches the lower weight. <laughs> Then again, like nobody watches any division that isn't the Connor division anymore. So, nah. so Mariah, she got to fight uh, Connor next if you want some <laughs> some, <laughs> the, some the notoriety. Connor, the Connor division spans like four different weight classes. <laughs> <laughs> one forty-five, oh, one eighty-five. Right, he infected one eighty-five, and he hasn't even fought there yet. <laughs> he's he's uh, already G- planting uh, seeds. GSP in July. Right. <laughs> All right, let's go. 
Oh man, I can't but, wait! Um, I can't wait for Connor to step on the scale like 172 pounds, like <laughs> weighing his tailored fuck you suit. Doesn't doesn't he have to be like 176 or something? Make 185? I don't know. I I always thought like it was like they have to be like 176 to like one fucking 86 whatever. Um, let's see. We can't put this out in the air. We can't let them hear this. <laughs> they'll, they'll make this happen. <laughs> nah, it's, it's 171 to 186. Oh, Lord. Oh, no. Oh, man. I like to point out, Connor, the heaviest we've ever seen Connor weigh is like 167. <laughs> no, he'll, throw on some, he'll just throw in some extra fat just for the sake of it. <clears throat> Just, oh, man. No we've seen them on no the steaks. Right we, we've seen them on the steaks. We're going to see them on the ice cream now. All right. <laughs> Tiramisu. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, for the sake of time, because we got other uh, shenanigans to get through, um, I guess real quick we'll just kind of blaze through these, these last few so we can get to some other nonsense going on in the world but um Tatiana uh Suarez and Vivian Pereira um fight was just pretty much a one-sided grappling fest <laughs> in favor of Suarez who just beat the crap out of Pereira um Sage Northcutt who I'm gonna refer to from now on as Young Gohan <laughs> uh got a decision over uh Michael Kionis he looked really good as a side note is whatever he's doing at Team Alpha Male, I'm going to assume it's working. He looked patient. He didn't come out and just throw 80,000 punches and hope that he won. Um, so, yeah, really, really like what I saw from him. I really think Faber's, like, the best guy for Sage. Because that's, that's basically going to be really? his style eventually. <laughs> well, ho- hopefully he just... <laughs> Never mind. I don't want to jinx Sage. I'm going to shut up. <laughs> I'm going to stop myself. <laughs> I'm going to say whatever they're doing down there, keep keep doing it. It's definitely working. Like he he looked worlds better than what I've seen him previously. Like he looked a, a lot better, a lot sharper. So just get just get his dad out the corner. He'll be fine. Yeah, he'll, he'll be. <laughs> Oh man, real quick, <laughs> I had to bring this up. I saw a picture of <laughs> him and Woodley, and they, I, I, I don't know if Woodley was like, I guess he was teaching him how to cook, or just showing him how he cooked, <laughs> yes. and they went, <laughs> he was like, you're seasoning both sides of the chicken? <laughs> oh man, Sage, Sage, oh, Sage. God. Oh, you gotta, you gotta love this kid. <laughs> so he's, he's we're watching him grow up and just learn about the world. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> what is that? Shout out to oh, Katie, per- uh, Katie, Texas, where apparently there are just no minorities. <laughs> Oh man, that that was so. <laughs> I saw that picture. I lost it. <laughs> but nonetheless, he he did look really good in that fight, though. So I'm <laughs> looking forward to whatever. Uh, His name he goes is Sage. Next. 
<laughs> oh man! Shout out to Katie, Texas, where they food on one side of the chicken. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Going down the list, uh, Nina Azanarov uh, got a decision over Angela Hill. Uh, I still love Angela Hill. I wanted her to pull this one out so bad, but just you know. This this didn't happen. Uh, Sean Strickland got a decision over Court McGee. Uh, that was probably oh just oh. really it was just some I guess funny business. Um, the Court McGee Sean Strickland fight was already ruled a draw, but apparently Virginia can't count. <laughs> <laughs> so like three minutes after both guys leave the ring or the cage, like as I think Collier and Fortuna are uh, not um as Ansaroff and Hill are like walking out. They just bring up the fact that, oh, somebody counted wrong, Strickland won the fight. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, Virginia don't become the new New York, where just shenanigans happen every time. (laughs) uh, Jake Uh, Collier got a decision over, what is this, Marcel Fortuna? Yep. Um, I think this was the one fight I didn't really watch, so I can't really say how that fight uh, really went. And uh, last fight was Carl Roberson and Darren the Dennis Stewart. I don't know why I remember that, but I do. <laughs> uh, Roberson won by a rear naked choke. He had a really good slam in that fight, too. Like a nice little like reversal throw that I saw that I guess ended up leading to him getting the choke. Um, but yeah, this, this is a pretty pretty solid card. Um, it ran way too long, I, I think. I feel like by the time the main event was over, it was like one thirty. Somewhere, somewhere around there, but, but um, other than that though, it was a pretty, pretty solid card. Like minus the Marquardt and Cesar fight, like every other fight was pretty solid, and then we got some nasty KOs and TKOs in between. So, um, yeah, man, good, good fight, good event. Um, really interested to see though what what they do with Poirier, but we got other shenanigans to talk about. Right. <laughs> So, real quick, um, God, what, what Bellator event was this? Bellator 187. Um, so this was supposed to have been AJ McKee and James uh, Gallagher, but... No, no. It was going to be AJ McKee versus... It, I think, yeah, it was originally AJ McKee versus Brian Moore as the co-main event. And what they were going to do yeah. is have um, Gallagher and Jeremiah Labiano... Has the main oh yeah, event. yeah yeah yeah. Funny funny enough, Jeremiah Laviano is now the main event of Bellator 188 because of <laughs> what? Patricio pulling out. He, he's gonna fight Dwadha in the main event. Wow! So oh, he's God. getting his main event no matter what. <laughs> but um, yeah. So this card was literally built around James Gallagher fighting in Dublin in front of his like hometown crowd. And then he pulls out like a month ahead of time. So this is MMA teaching us once again: do not build a card around one person. They tried. Well, in the end, oh, I I only watched, only saw two fights on this card. I watched the baby slice fight, which I think ended by like rear naked choke. Yes. Or, yeah. And uh, main event: AJ McKee and Brian Moore. Um, this was actually a really good main event. Um. 
I, I think this is a good learning fight for McKee where this probably the first fight I've seen where like he really really got tested um he came out really good in the first you know really explosive really fast he definitely slowed down a lot in the second and and more was you know, getting his moments off. Like, Moore was really taking it to him. Like, he, he made McKee work. <laughs> he, he definitely made him work for the win. But um, McKee pulled it out in the third. Uh, I don't know if him and the Gallagher fight will end up happening. But, um, yeah, solid solid fight for, um, for McKee. A good learning experience. A good, you know, a good gutsy win where he, he had to overcome some, some definitely some, some hardships. But the uh, the moment that stole this night <laughs> uh, over over every other fight the the fight that wasn't a fight. Um, hold on. So what what fight did this happen during? Because I didn't even the Charlie watch. Ward John Redmond fight. Okay. Oh, and shouts to Bellator's like PR team who immediately took down the fan footage of this thing. So that they could air the the um the footage on Spike because this card was on tape delay because it was in Ireland. <laughs> Genius. So that's an extra hundred to hundred fifty thousand people tuning in on to Spike to see this madness. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So was well, um... that even on the main card? Uh yes. Yeah. Yep. Oh. It was not a good card. It it was a very bad card. <laughs> the best fighter on the card was Paul Redmond, and he was on the prelims, fighting a man who was like four and six. <laughs> don't, oh, dis- don't disrespect HMT like that. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag. I like. Go. I like AJ. I, I, I like AJ too, but. Brian Moore is now his best win, so. Yeah, hey, we all, we all got to start somewhere. <laughs> we, we all got to start somewhere. Do you think that was a good learning experience, or was that more of a concern? Uh, it's learning. He's like 22. Yeah. I think he, he definitely needed that. Like, those are the kind of fights that you just need so you know, hey, I'm not untouchable. Like, that 10-0 could have easily been a nine and one if he wasn't on his P's and Q's. So, you know, I, I think he'll he'll definitely. Uh, I hope he learned from that because, yeah, if you if you end up fighting guys, you know, and that they're they're upper, you know, echelon of their one forty five, you know, and that performance against any of them might have gotten you. <laughs> you might you might have not came out on the good side. Yeah, and like the dudes Brian Moore has lost to are like Marat Pekov, um, Daniel Weichel. Uh, who was the other dude? Uh, Mike Wilkinson. Like these are guys who got on to like be in the UFC or have like solid regional career. So, like more as a solid opponent for someone at McKee's level. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I'll let one of you guys uh take take off this uh shenanigan that happened. Right. And I'll just Stoes, Would you like to 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 set this up, or would you, or, or yeah. should I set it up and you should go? You can run with it. Um, you can set it up because I'm eating this Mexican pizza right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, many of you remember, probably remember Charlie Ward as a dude who um, got thrown on his face in the UFC and got knocked out because of it. 
um, he, he he is the teammate of one Conor McGregor, and he was fighting on the main card for Bellator 187 against a man named John Redmond. With at four minutes and fifty nine seconds into the first round, um, John Goddard steps into. I, I get. I, I'm not. We weren't a hundred percent sure if he was stopping the fight or if he was stopping because the round was up. But point being, Conor McGregor thinking the fight's over or hops into the cage to go celebrate with his teammate. Conor is not there licensed as a referee. I mean, he's not a licensed official. He is not a corner man. He's not supposed to be in the cage. John Goddard tells him as such, kind of puts his hands on him. He's like, you have to get out. We're still trying. We're we're trying to like help poor John Redmond's over here. Like y'all are gonna say, and to put it in the context, Redmond lost by KO. Yeah, he, so while all of this is happening, he's knocked out. Yeah, or like he, he is in a daze, staring yeah. off into the lights. And um, Connor takes issue with this, chases Goddard all the way across the cage as he's trying to help Redmond. Gets in his face and starts screaming, shoves him. Slaps Bellator official um, Mike Johnson before being escorted out of the cage by his team. And and poor Redman, who, like, after he pushed Goddard, like, they're all hovered right over Redman. Oh so Redman's on the ground, like, half conscious, trying to just move and get himself together. And this just this huge group of people are just hovering over him, and it's just chaos. And he can't get help because... Connor's just in here just causing just straight shenanigans. And, oh boy, I, I don't know where to start. Uh, um, we can start with um the fact this fight was overlooked by the Mohegan <laughs> Tribe Department and, like, regulate. And, um, that means Mike Mazzulli was in, the director of the organization was in charge of the thing, of the card. And he's already come out and said he is that it was an assault. It should be. Yeah. Um. He he came out saying it was an assault. He's oh. It's also worth noting that he is the president of the ABC, um, the Athletic Boxing Commission, which, you know, pretty important. They're, they're the the head the athletic commissions for like most of North America. I know there was a little like. Um, there's schism in the organization last year because of some rule changes, which is why the UFC event this week was not like underheld under the new unified rules or whatever. But um, yeah, no, he came out very much against Conor McGregor, and has, he said he's been in contact with the UFC brass to let them know that there needs to be something done. You know, the first thing I did actually. Because um, my friend had called me yesterday and we were talking about this. And, you know, we were like, well, is, is Dana or the UFC at all going to punish him? So I said, you know, I'm going to just go look at Dana's Twitter real quick. <laughs> Out of the blue. No mentions of it. Like, if you, <laughs> if you look at Dana's timeline, it's him promoting the card that we just went over. And then before that, it's talking about the GSP fight. Like, there's no mention... There's no quote. There's no, there's no nothing. Nothing. Like, it never happened. <laughs> like, this was just a figment of our imagination. And I don't know. 
I'm just gonna throw this to out there. Oh. oh, Goddard sues him. Goddard Someone and Mike Johnson. Mike Johnson definitely got to sue him. Yeah, like, they both need to sue him. Some commission has to step in and like actually do something because the UFC isn't gonna do shit. That's yeah. I don't know if the commission has any legal recourse because yeah, that's the biggest problem. Like McGregor was there as a fan. So, theoretically speaking, he could have been arrested. Oh, yeah. and the fucking... The, well, allegedly he got arrested, but I guess they debunked that. Yeah, his, yeah his hand, they, his, they came out and said it wasn't true. Yeah, his handler said that he was fine. So, oh, before we go any deeper into this, uh, I, I need you to edit in white lines before the segment starts. <laughs> because there's no way in hell Connor wasn't on like coke. Yeah, no. yeah. I was. That's what I was about to say. Like when I rewatched the replay, I was like, "There's no way this this dude's just strung out on something." Like no, nobody in a sober state of mind is gonna like. I mean, I get it. Your your teammate just won. You're excited, but like that was it was so over the top. Like it was just. It was all. <laughs> It was almost like WWE-ish. Like, it's like, what are you doing? And it's just like, you have to do something to him. You have to do something. I, I don't know if you find him or suspend. I don't know what you do, but you, you gotta, the hammer has to come down at some point. Because yeah. if, if you if you let him do this and he gets, there's no punishment, or if he just gets a small like slap on the wrist, like you're basically telling the world this man can do anything he wants, and we're just gonna let him because he's Connor yeah. and he makes his money. And it's just like you can't, you can't let this fly. I mean, like, are we, we were, we, if, this is like the second time in the month we have to discuss Connor McGregor in the context outside of him being a fighter right. because he did went out and did something stupid on camera. He fights everybody who's not at 155, apparently. <laughs> he will fight you if you're a ref. If you're, you're a commissioner or a spokesman, you might get slapped. But if you're at 155, I don't know. He, he's not uh, <laughs> He's not slapping anybody over there. Or, uh, yeah. I, I don't know if... Well, I don't honestly, I don't know. I know for a fact they're not—they're not, they're not going to strip him. He's not losing his belt. I don't see that no. happening. It would be hilarious yeah, if they did. It would be. It would. <laughs> and I mean, like at this point, it's—it's it's kind of deserved. Like and now, you're just out here. You're, you're bugging, man. Like you're completely bugging. But I guess. All right. Let's let's say they don't. Maybe they don't. They don't strip him. Like what? What? What would you think of like a fitting punishment would be if they? Assuming they don't strip him, but they, you know, some some other form of punishment other than that. They make him fight Tony Ferguson. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I'm off. <laughs> there we go. I think that settles that. <laughs> yeah, like, like when you get uh, like, like, let's put this in Connor basically rewrote the rules of what the UFC will let you get away with when he was like no I'm not going to defend my newly won title I'm going to go box Floyd Mayweather and there's nothing you can do to stop me 
Yeah, I, I, we're we're really about to find out if he's like. I, I think one of the guys had said it in uh, uh, the reports I read about you know you can't have him being bigger. Yeah, like you can't have him being untouchable, or have him you know quote unquote being bigger than the sport. So I don't know. I, I think we're about to find out. And and just other context for this. Um, if anybody remembers way back when, uh, Roy Nelson and was it Jason High? Both well, Jason High got cut, I think, <laughs> because of the incident. Hold on, that he... should we read the the actual? Um... Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you have it, if I can find it really quick, go up, but continue, please. Uh... Yeah. So, in I mean, in short, I guess until you find the exact quote, Jason High was cut like immediately for his incident that he had with a ref and to paraphrase the quote because I, I don't have it like exactly in front of me but like dana pretty much said like he didn't even see it like in real time when it happened he just heard about it and even just by hearsay he cut him like it was no question like you, you touched the ref you know you're out like you're, you're just out like there's no question like that's that's something you just don't do and it was kind of the same with uh, Roy Nelson it's like you just you can't have altercations with a ref like there's never an excuse for it like he really just I think the quote <laughs> what he said with Roy Nelson he was like Roy Nelson should be buried or something like that for for touching a ref I have and, the quote right here in front of me I heard uh, I didn't see I didn't even see it that he put his hands on the referee done you touch the referee done over I mean there's not there's no there's no wiggle room there, right? None at all. <laughs> like you test the referee, you're out. And so far, we're uh, you know a day removed <laughs> from from this, and I haven't heard really Dana say a peep. And I and I know somebody is out there gonna say, well, you know, it wasn't in the UFC, so you know, I don't know. I'm pretty sure somebody has that line of logic, but it's like you can't have your guy out there like <laughs> going to other promotions, like inciting riots, basically. And that's another point to drop home. Like, luckily, Redman wasn't like seriously hurt. Cause like you'd imagine if that was like a really serious knockout. And you have that kind of chaos going on, and this guy needs help, but there's just there's so much going on around him, and we forget that this poor guy's out on the floor like half conscious, and it's just like ah, it's 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 mind blowing. It's really mind blowing. I mean, I don't... just to also put this, you, Dana brought Gilbert Yaval back. And this dude literally just punched the referee in the face. What on just outrage? Whatever the punishment is. Oh, say that one more time. Uh, <laughs> I where we're all just going to be out where they decide the punishment. Um, I'm, I'm going to... Uh, 
I don't know. They're if you're the UFC, like me, I'm like, what are they gonna do? Like, I, I, like normally the punishment would be being cut from the UFC, but if you cut Connor, that's not really a punishment because I'm sure there's a TV network out there that will give them fifteen million dollars to go fight on their like to go fight on the right. TV like twice a year. So or Bellator picks them up and they start running main of uh, pay per views more often. Yep. As for me, like I, I just just show me that you're trying to like steer the ship, like because <laughs> at this point I've just heard nothing, which tells me you know what the that... fucked up part is. You, I know, like the the most angriest thing the Dan like the Dan's gonna feel from this is that like Connor, why would you have a Bellator show? Like right. why have a Bellator <laughs> show? Oh man, you know what I was thinking of thinking Bellator should pull a wrestling move and uh, send somebody from Bellator to a UFC event. <laughs> <laughs> bring, bring the tank down the stage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just declare who would, war. <laughs> who would be the perfect Bellator fighter to do that? To uh, the Monday Night Wars. Rickles. Ah. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, he I can see that. Yeah. Caveman outfit with the fucking... <laughs> Fucking eight foot long bone in his hand. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, Rickles, if you're out there, man, you're the guy. You gotta, you gotta send the first shot. Well, technically they sent the first shot, but you gotta return fire. The stone, the stone cold theme music comes on. Right. <laughs> oh my god, that's Dave Rickles' music. <laughs> hey man, may, may, maybe this will somehow lead to a, a crossover promotion event. This, this will be oh, the. He's got a chance. <laughs> this would be the catalyst, but I don't know. Like, like I, I feel, I, I feel like we haven't got like we kind of glossed over like complete dick move by Connor. It is like it's such a, fuck, <laughs> and it's like had it if it would have ended like let's let's say like he just would have came in with a hug and they just would have rushed him out and I'm like all right. You know, you're still doing too much, but all right, whatever. They shoot you out of there, it's it's over. Oh, oh but it just I forgot. I completely forgot. This is an ongoing thing with Mark Goddard <clears throat> because the oh yeah yeah during the Artem Bulbov fight against <clears throat> Andre Feely, Mark Goddard has to tell Connor to go back to his seat because Connor's being too much of a distraction. So so this <clears throat> has been building. That was a side note. I didn't know how Goddard has fought like six or seven times or something. <laughs> didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah, he has an MMA record. If I can hurry up and find it. <laughs> I, I can't remember what like his win-loss like percentage is, but yeah, he's, he's fought before. So, I don't know if we got to do Goddard, Connor, you know. <laughs> we got to do what we got to do. Yeah, we got <laughs> Yeah, Goddard, uh, seven and six. Oh, okay. That's respectable. Seven and six. His last fight was a draw, and that was in two thousand and eight. Yeah. But yeah, so I don't know. Goddard, Connor. Someone find the Mark Goddard fight on YouTube, please. I mean, I'm sure they're up there. Yeah, they got to be up there. If if Herb Dean fights are on YouTube, then. Goddard's got to be somewhere floating around here. But, uh, oh wait, crap. There was one other thing about this whole mess that I found interesting. And it's escaping me at this moment. 
someone should fight oh, fight up a Connor Goddard promo. That'd be dope. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's the open weight fight we've all been waiting for. <laughs> oh man. But I I don't know. This this whole situation. I just wanna I don't I don't know what punishment they will do, like, because the UFC has just taught me that, I don't know, like, I I feel like they're not going to do much of anything, but on the other tokens, like, you have to do something. You can't let this go unchecked. If you let this go unchecked, you are just opening some floodgates that you're not ready for. Yep. And, but, I don't know, I don't know. If, if if like if like Tuesday and Wednesday rolls around and Dana hasn't ruled out a quote or somebody in the UFC brass hasn't said something, then I don't know. They might just sweep this under the rug like it just wasn't a thing. They don't want to give Bellator any promo at all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just, you gotta you gotta lay down some kind of punishment, whether it be a fine or some kind of suspension. <clears throat> I mean. That, strip of the title. I already know that's not happening, but I mean, Verdun was forced to go work with the LGBT community. Like McGregor should have to be forced to go work with like referees, like, <laughs> destitute referees who are who are like out there. Oh man, that's sending the that's sending the Big John's referee camp. Yeah, just like we'll, like the the dudes on the corner just holding signs like we'll refer food like. <laughs> Injured and retired, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, that that whole situation and this straight shenanigans. Uh, it's just straight shenanigans. It's UFC, you got to do something, man. I don't know what hammer. I don't know what you got to bring down in specific, but you have to do something. Don't 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 let this go unchecked. It's not a good look. Um, speaking of, I guess not a good look. <laughs> Uh, I don't. I don't even want to talk about this, but I have to. Uh, my man, my homie, Michael Bisbing, who I've advocated for on this show many times, many, many times, and who I get in screaming matches about with my friends many times, <laughs> defending this man. Um, this man is what a, a week removed <laughs> from the GSP fight, where um, you know, he he got handled. He got, you know, he got beat up, he got choked out, Superman punched, all that good stuff. Um, he, He's jumping right back into the octagon. And right back against um, another blowing up welterweight. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, another blown up welterweight, but one who happens to hit incredibly hard. Um, Yeah, Michael Bisbing stepping in for Anderson Silva, which is another side note. (laughs) (laughs) Who who, uh, was popped for a potential anti-doping violation on Friday. Um, Yeah, that's what that happened to. But uh, Bisbing is stepping in. Um, This fight is taking place, what, November? What is it, like 20? I don't have it pulled up in front of me. Fifth? The the point yeah twenty fifth point being that's my birthday like oh so you get to watch a slaughter oh, I'm not watching <laughs> any UFC that day <laughs> hey like, watch that 
Fair enough. It's a, uh, it starts at seven in the morning, so yeah, I, 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 I might do it then. Oh, it'll be four uh, for no. you, God. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Don't do that to yourself. Yeah, don't, don't, yeah, don't do that. But don't get me wrong, man. I, I love Bisming to death, but this fight, bro, <laughs> you shouldn't, you shouldn't do this. Like, this is not. It's it. This isn't a good idea. If this Paycheck. fight was in, <laughs> if this fight was in America, there's no way it got it gets sanctioned. Yeah. Right, like, dude, you you just, and I can't remember who showed me this. Um, I guess the, Brunson wanted to fight Bisbing. Yes, and they <laughs> they told Brunson no because Bisbing was on medical suspension. <laughs> they told him he was, they told him he was injured. Like, medical suspensions are easy to get out of. Like, you just go to one of the, like, pre-assigned, like, UFC doctors, and they'll be like, hey, he's good to go. <laughs> but, like, but, they said he was hurt. And a day later, this this uh, this happened. So, um, Gaslam's about to just leapfrog these rankings, because I'm pretty sure this is going to be a win. Um... Don't get me wrong, I love Biz being to death, but I don't know if I feel comfortable <laughs> picking him winning this fight. Um, this thing is, Gaston, he might not make it out the first round. But... Yeah, <clears throat> he he could get swept. He could. This could be a violent first round finish. I mean, I think and... that's like the best case scenario, because the other case is like Biz being's too tough for his own good, and he just gets the crap beat off him. <laughs> Yeah, for, like, for five rounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, Biz being you the homie, but best of luck in that fight. I'm rooting for you, but... I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, man. It's, it's not a good look. I, I can't defend this one. So to all my friends that are listening, I've argued back on every other Bisbing fight. I don't got nothing for this one. Yeah. <laughs> I have no ammo for this one. Since, like, since this in China, does the is the UFC like doing the sanctions and stuff, or like who's in charge? God, I rem- um, the UFC is not in charge. I think they have like an outside commission come in. I, it might be the ABC. I'm not sure. Uh. Shame on whoever made this fight happen. You guys are not good people. <laughs> um, I guess real quick, the Anderson Silva uh, popping for a potential double violation. Um, to be honest, I saw the headline and I just kind of shrugged. I'm, surpri- I'm I surprised just... it took this long. <laughs> I just shrugged and just moved along with my day. Like I don't, I don't. I don't know if I'm supposed to care about it at this point. Like it's five, six years ago, yeah, I would have cared, but that, as of now, I'm just kind of like, eh, I don't know. He's like forty some years old. He's he's earned the right to use some drugs. I don't care. I, I just I don't. <laughs> I don't really feel any kind of way about it. And it might have saved him from a molly whopping he could have caught from gasoline. So I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> this is MMA and Stokes, you gonna remember pick back, again you you're gonna yeah. pick Bisbing? Remember back in the without five. Uh <laughs> say again. I'm gonna say fifth round. Okay, so the first four rounds, Kelvin kicks his ass and Bisbing comes out of nowhere with a fifth round knockout. 
<laughs> oh man. You you are very optimistic. <laughs> and then he retires uh, and goes down as the goat. <laughs> I mean, the the one thing I can say for Bisbing, cardio is always there, and he is just one of those dudes that can hang around in fights because he's just tough for his too tough for his own good. I don't know if he, if he pulls out the win, awesome, but I'm not holding my breath on this one. Um, <laughs> every time Gaslam throws, my heart is going to stop because I'm just envisioning a KO. Um, <laughs> we still got other shenanigans. Uh, what, what else What, what else went on? Uh, you... So Frankie Edgar is out of his UFC 218 main event fight with uh, Max Holloway for the featherweight title. Jose Aldo is officially confirmed to be his next opponent uh, for Holloway, so he'll be replacing Edgar. Um, I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah I have no complaints. I, I was going back and forth between him and Cub, but I mean, the I know Aldo lost, but I think people forget, like, Aldo was winning a good portion of that fight. Like, it's not like Aldo got blown out. Yeah. Like, it was a competitive fight up until, you know, Max Holloway just, he goes Super Saiyan at some point and there's just really nothing you can do, but <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not mad at all at this rematch. Um, I'm, I'm hoping Jose in this rematch remembers his leg kicks. I think that will make this fight a lot more interesting if he can get some of those off, because I felt like he didn't really use those much <laughs> at all <laughs> in the first fight, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested for this rematch. Any anybody see Aldo getting the belt back, or or we think and still, and still. I think logic says Holloway, but I'm gonna go Aldo. I think <laughs> I think it's been a weird year, and more weird shit's gonna continue to happen. When is this fight again? Um, December second. Oh, okay. Um. <sighs> Yeah, logic. Oh boy, the the fan in me is gonna come out. Lo- logic tells me Holloway wins, but I'm gonna believe in Aldo and say he 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 learns from that first fight. It's definitely still gonna be a tough fight. He's definitely gonna have to work it work for it. But I'm gonna say Aldo. But if he gets TKO'd again, I wouldn't be surprised. But I'm I'm gonna say Aldo. Yeah. Um. Two to one. What other fights got announced? I know there was some other well, we, some other fights that are going well, on. Well, some got announced and some got canceled. Um, we we hinted there earlier. Uh, Dominic Cruz is out of the, his fight at UFC 219 with uh, Jimmy Rivera with a broken arm. So you, so uh, Cruz's glass, you know, legs have now transferred to his body to the rest of his body. So. <laughs> Sad. I'm that is sad because that's one of the fights I was most looking forward to. Um, Aljamain Sterling, John Lineker, Marlon Moraes have all been vocal about wanting to replace him against um, Rivera, but Rivera seems reluctant. He really wants a title fight, but it looks like it's going to go to um, Demetrius Johnson. Either TJ's moving up or Mighty Mouse is moving. Uh, I mean, TJ's moving down or Mighty Mouse is moving up. We don't really know yet, so. But that looks like the next fight for TJ, so Rivera's stuck in no man's land. 
He's going to have to fight somebody if he's going to want to stay in title contention. Um, and another fight that was can that was canceled that was really never made. Chris Cyborg versus Holly Holm is not happening at UFC 219. That card still needs a headliner. Like in one month out. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, that's that's not good. So um, I don't know. They said they couldn't get the fight done over financial issues. <clears throat> Cyborg hinted that the UFC wanted her to take a pay cut. Her manager said no. Whoever's running whoever's running Cyborg's Twitter account for her is doing a terrible, terrible job. Um, so was Cyborg is she the was she supposed to headline? I don't think so. I think they want. Um, I think they. Well, the rumor was what? it was supposed to be Tate Ronda three. That, but that was Lord. like that was like summertime. They were think, like they were trying to put that together, but it, it didn't come together. Ronda's not doing WWE stuff. She's at the um, the training center in Orlando with them. Um, then they tried to get the Jones Stipe fight to happen, and then Jones popped. <clears throat> like they couldn't get DC to fight Uzdemir before like twenty seventeen was up, but now it's looking like they're called like Tyrone Woodley's hinting that he might fight before the year is up, and the only date that's open is two nineteen. So I'm assuming they're trying to get Woodley. To fight somebody, and it's probably going to be Till. Oh my god! Uh, Hold on, I thought Till was fighting. Um, that was one of the fights that was brought up. They said they were targeting for February, but Wonder Boy's dad was like, "No." Uh, so Wonder Boy still Wonder Boy, <laughs> <laughs> and it sucks because like the this is a really good card. Like there are a lot of good fights on this card. So you you want a dope headliner? Yeah. But yeah, a month out and no headliner. That's that's a rough. And if, yeah. And I, if Woodley does take it, shouts to him because the torn labrum, he's coming back off of that, and he's only gonna have like what six weeks to prepare for this. Yeah. So if if that does end up happening, like big props to him. Um. And because that's the card that ends the year out. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, so you you want to go out on a good, you know. For the last few years, that's been like the UFC's biggest card, or at least one of their big ones. Like last year, Ronda came back. Like you want to close out on a strong note, but <clears throat> nobody seems to be free. Like all, either the, how many titles are booked right now? <laughs> like none of them. That's crazy. Like I, somebody, somebody's got to heed the call. Somebody's got to flash the bat symbol, and you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's close thing, out. This let's thing close. is gonna. Knock, oh God. This thing is gonna. This thing is gonna knock out Gasolin. Then him and Willie are gonna fight at a catchweight at the end of year event. <laughs> oh man, I would die if that. If this being knocked out Gasolin, I would die. <laughs> I would just die. Oh, hold on. Real quick, though, because uh, we are closing in on the time, but <laughs> if we mention one more thing, we we got to talk about this Bellator heavyweight tournament. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. Oh, boy. Um, do 
you have it in front of you. I, I just thought of yeah. it. I don't have it pulled yeah, up. I got, yeah, I got it. Um, so Bellator re-signed Rampage Jackson earlier this week, and then they it drops like Friday that they're putting together a heavyweight tournament. Quote to, to the marks around heavyweight. Um, <laughs> because Rampage Jackson's a part of it. Um, Fedor Emelianenko, Frank Mir, Matt Mitrione, Roy Nelson... Chael Sonnen, King Whoa. Mo, and current Bellator light heavyweight champion Ryan Bader. It's going to be a year-long tournament, and it's rumored that it's going to end in like December. And it sounds like Bellator wants to put on Frank Mir for his Fedor in the first round. And that makes all the sense in the world because there's no way they're both going to make it to the finals. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy about this is like, I had read an article probably like a week or two ago. I can't remember from where, where like Coker was, had pretty much admitted like, John Tyson's know, where, where, motto was, when oh, better God, chickens are hatched. Popped up and killed me. But um, when they were talking about how he's pretty aware that Bellator's heavyweight division is just kind of like in shambles, like, it's just kind of like nobody really knows what's going on and like at the end of the article he's like but you know we we have a plan we got something we're working on and this was it like this <laughs> this was the grand this was the grand plan this, this was I love oh man this was yeah. like hinted like back in the summertime I remember they've been working on this for like a year yeah like this is the most Bellator thing they I've were seen hinting in a long at it. Time. I remember Mitrion was like bitching on Twitter about wanting a fight or something, and I was like, "Dude, just wait. They're gonna do the heavyweight tournament." And then three months later, they finally announced it. <laughs> like, what are the chances? Because I, I, I don't know why I have this feeling. One of the light heavyweights is gonna win this tournament. Oh, dude, it's gonna be King Mo or Bader. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Chael's gonna. Like, Ah. Who do they give Chael so that he actually makes out the first round? <laughs> um, let's see. I, like I hate to say it, but his best chance of winning is probably Fedor. <laughs> Chael is gonna take out Rampage first round. Oh right, yeah. that could happen. No, I can see that happening. Exactly. That could happen. Exactly. So, oh boy, he's gonna yeah. take out Rampage. Then he's going to take out Fedor second round. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll take out fucking Vader in the final. <laughs> like, how, do you think Phil, oh. how do you think Phil Davis feels now that he's not going to fight for the title? Honestly. <laughs> unless, like, Vader, like, loses early and then they can book him for that. Like, yeah. Like, the only person in this tournament I can't see Bader beating is, like, Matt Mitrione. <laughs> it's not even, like, because that's just because, like, Mitrione's still, like, a competent heavyweight. <clears throat> like, Nelson's not fast enough. <clears throat> Fedor, right, Page, we... and... God. Yeah, like... Oh. All right, we, we got to make this official. We got to lock in picks. Why, why isn't Czech Kong going this? Where is he? Because King Mo beat him. <laughs> no, there's no Czech Congo. There's no Karatanov. No Bobby Lashley. <laughs> Bobby Lashley should Bobby be in Lashley. this. Oh, yeah, he should have been in this. 
Fedor versus Bobby Lashley, that's a pay-per-view right there. That That's main event status. Oh yeah, that is a Bellator million car, million by <laughs> million view. <laughs> oh man! But uh, we, we got we we got a lock in picks though. We 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 got a lock in right. picks. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I would take the joking route or take a serious pick. I'm going. I'm going King Mo. Damn. King Mo is now in Bellator terms. He's a veteran heavyweight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going King Mo. I he think won. King Mo is it? He what? Didn't he win like a? No, he lost in the ribbon. Never mind. He lost to Crow Cop. Yeah, yeah. Never mind. <laughs> so if King Mo yeah. wins, does that mean Ryzen officially has a better heavyweight division than Bellator? Oh, uh, yeah. The, the the way Bellator. I mean, the way heavyweight is in 2017. <laughs> oh, side news. King uh, Krokop is back from retirement, surprising nobody. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be fighting at the NYE event for Ryzen. And Ryzen's apparently having a heavyweight Grand Prix next year also. And the winner of that's going to fight Krokop in, at the next <laughs> NYE. So, there you go. But as for my pick, uh, my pick's going to be Bader. So, yeah. My pick is going to be whoever ends up being an alternate. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's actually not a bet. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, whoever, so, whoever ends up being the Daniel Cormier of this heavyweight <laughs> tournament. It's going to be Gagger for <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> hey, Oh, man. A new challenger appears. Oh, oh! I forgot. Roy, Mc, uh, Roy McDonald said he'd be an alternate if somebody got hurt. Oh, oh my Lord! God. Roy comes in and tools everybody. <laughs> oh my God! Oh man! But yeah, so uh, next year is gonna be fun. <laughs> oh man, we got the Bellator tournament. We we got the um, alleged PFL. Whatever they're gonna do, that may or may not not happen. They're gonna be just burning yeah. money, like <laughs> the money laundering scandal. Yeah, yeah. Some 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 will happen. Some will happen with them. It's literally just gonna be like um, Ray Seffo coming out to the cage and just like dousing millions of dollars with like lighter fluid and burning it. <laughs> oh man, but yeah. So Bellator is a uh, Bellator is just doing really Bellator things. Uh, yeah, I don't really know how else to put it. That's, it's, that's the I most Bellator idea. Right. <laughs> if one of those fights is in a movie theater, I'm in there. I'm watching. <laughs> Bjorn Rebney is very angry right now. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. He's so, down in Mexico drinking... A corona, and he just sees it on his phone pop up. No, he's at the MMAAA headquarters, just like steaming oh, around, yeah. and like slapping whoever's left in that organization. Oh man! So he's just yeah, that so many just shenanigans. I don't even think we covered everything. I, th- I think there was still more. Uh, <laughs> we're missing something. We we can breeze through a couple of these. Um. 
UFC 220 gets two fights. Shane Burgos is going to fight Calvin Qatar. And Thomas Almeida is going to fight Rob Font. Um, UFC 221 gets two fights as well. Ben Wynn is going to fight Jusier Formiga. And Tyson Pedro is going to fight Sapar Beck Serapov, who I believe is the dude who had that crazy fight with um, John Volante uh, uh, last year, I think it was. Earlier this year or something. I can't even remember. Everything's all melting together into one giant long MMA watch session. Um, <laughs> and at UFC Austin in, on February 18th, we're going to get Ray Borg versus Brandon Moreno. That's a nice fight. That's a good fight. Yeah. That's a nice fight. And um, I think that's it for fight announcements, but we got like two other bits of news. Uh, Angelie's out for title defense later this month because of a car crash. She apparently fell asleep at the wheel. Her car flipped like four or five times. And uh, she walked away fine, but she had a concussion and like a few scrapes. And like, obviously, she's no, she's probably in no condition to fight. And then um, Dana Way announced that he's looking to get into boxing. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh. And my thought was he's going to buy the PBC. Oh my god! <clears throat> Boxing don't let them do it to you. Somebody's in for a culture shock. Don't, don't let like, somebody's gonna be in for like a major culture shock. Like either Dana or the fighters. Dana's gonna be like, "Oh, you just lost to Errol Spence. Fuck it, go fight Keith Thurman." <laughs> 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 I think the fighters would hate Dana. Oh, absolutely. Like, th- they yeah. would despise Dana. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I don't want to see Dana. Like in what? Boxing. I, what bro- boxing promoter do you know that throws their own fighters under the bus? Like who? <laughs> I mean, continually, nobody because nobody's that stupid. <laughs> but like, it, it's it's obviously happened before, like. Aram threw Rigandau under the bus well, while he was fighting for him. But I, I can't think of anybody who's in the white levels of stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, boxing as a whole, if you guys cherish what you got, don't uh don't don't let Uncle Dana get in there. He will flip that house upside down, shake everything out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's, not, it's not gonna go good. You gotta keep that man far, far away. Some people you just oh, don't invite God. to the dinner table. Dude, you guys aren't gonna like you guys are no longer gonna get million dollar checks for fighting like cab drivers. Right. <laughs> you won't get million dollar checks for fighting like the number one guy in the division. No. He'll he'll bring Reebok over there. You don't want that. <laughs> You ready for some Reebok boxing gear? <laughs> like, real talk. When is their deal up again? Like, I don't know, but it's got to hurry. <laughs> it's got to hurry, because this deal has been terrible. Coming up. It was a seven-year deal. Terrible. I wonder how much money. I mean, they lost, like, it's they all, crazy, you know, 14, 13, what? 
it's only like seventy million dollars for seven years. Yeah. Ten million dollars yeah. a year. I just I don't understand what the benefit was. I don't think anybody won. Dana won. <clears throat> the Fertitas won. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so, uh, according to Joey, one of the main things the UFC was told when they were shopping, um, Zufa was told when they were shopping the UFC was, these dudes look like NASCAR drivers. You have to clean that. Like, you're not going to go on like ESPN and have a fighter with a fucking condom depot logo on their trunks, and and like expect advertisers to buy it. You know what I mean? So they were like, get everybody in a uniform. Like, I mean, I, I get that idea. I understand that concept. I get it. You want to appeal to the, you know, the widest base that you can. Well, it's not even that. It's just like TV. But It's just TV people they have to appeal to. Because yeah. a big part of the UFC selling is they think they're going to get like a big deal on TV. Their uh, deal with, I want to say their negotiation period with Spike is up already. Or not Spike, Fox. So they're they're already accepting offers from other people. They're not going to get they want. They wanted some. I think they want like four hundred million dollars a year. Yeah, because last year that article came out, they said they wanted a four billion dollar deal, like a ten year, four hundred million a year. Nobody is putting those ugly no. Reebok uniforms on their network. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. You guys got to go way back to the drawing board, man. Well. Even no. besides that, like they were doing it with this idea that like this bubble exists around sports right now, where like the NBA just signed this ridiculous deal where all of a sudden Westbrook can get like fifty million dollars a year. Yeah, yeah, doesn't work in a moment. Like it, it, also, no. side note, uh, NBA promotes their uh, talent, not just one person. Yeah. <laughs> well, besides that, like I think. I, networks are going to realize that not just like the UFC, but like sports in general, just like they might be the only thing people still tune in for, but <laughs> it's probably not going to be worth it in the long run. I don't know. We'll, we'll see, but they... they don't network somebody's got to just redo it. Like, yeah. Also, like, but at the same time, somebody was dumb enough to buy the UFC for $4.3 billion or whatever. <laughs> I know they got fooled into thinking that they could get a four billion dollar TV deal. They could make their money back, but they're not going to get that. Yeah, and they got fooled into thinking Ronda Rousey was going to stay around. <laughs> and they're about to drop this ball with Connor. I feel like that this Connor bubble was about to explode. You know, I I always had like this conspiracy theory, like during the time when they were in negotiations of buying the UFC. And it was around the time, you know, Connor got in that fiasco where he got pulled out. <clears throat> like, because um, the first event that WME ever made money off of was like 202, which was Connor and Nate. And I always thought in the back of my head, I wonder if like they like pulled Connor on purpose, you know? And that was like part of the negotiations. <clears throat> See, that would make sense. But with like the U- like the UFC gets dumb lucky like that sometimes though. Like Connor, like, like the, taking that instance, like with Connor, like they managed to work out a deal where Vince McMahon's like, you know what? We're, 
like we're gonna let Brock go fight in the UFC so he can promote SummerSlam. <clears throat> and I, speaking of which, I bet you a hundred dollars that the only reason Brock got cleared to go fight at SummerSlam is because Mark Hunt is Samoan. He's <laughs> 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 like, it's like he's beating the Rock. Oh my God. Oh boy. That guy got a good cash out. <laughs> Brock is the ultimate. Uh, like before Connor, Brock was like the ultimate money mark, man. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, just shenanigans on top of shenanigans on top of more shenanigans. <clears throat> um, I don't know. This, this sport just never sleeps. We still got a month left in the year. <clears throat> a little more than a month. So we a, yeah, we have a card next week, don't we? Yeah, I think uh, Tabora and um, uh, who's he fighting? Uh, Verdum. Verdum. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't remember that. who else is on that card. I honestly don't remember who else is on that card. I remember that one fight. Will Brooks, um, Tim Means versus Bilal Muhammad. I mean, is Jessica Rose Clark and Beck Rawlings the co-main? Uh, yes. Oh. Beck cool. Rawlings. I'm just kidding. <laughs> wait, wait. Oh, hold on. Is, is Dad bot on this card? Dan Kelly, oh, he's back. Oh, <laughs> card saved. There we go. <laughs> uh, 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 Elliot, uh, Elias Theodore. Oh, <laughs> Dad bot might go down. Nah, Dad Bod's got this. <laughs> <laughs> that Dad Bod is, is undefeated. I can't remember the last time I last did or hurt somebody. <laughs> Dad Bod will zombie his way through that fight, and if he can outbox Rashad, he will outbox. Oh my God. <laughs> Does that even count as outboxing Rashad? Uh, he outboxed Rashad Evans. Uh, that was a goat performance. Um, <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> yeah, there is not much else on this card. Like, and by not much else, I mean next to nothing. Um, I- I'm looking forward to Alexander Volkanovski, <laughs> but that's basically it. Yeah, but sometimes those cards turn out to be the most violent. Everybody will be trying to make a name. I'm pretty sure there'll be at least one brutal KO on that card that we can all go back and and look at. I don't know how I feel about that main event though. I'm kind of indifferent. <laughs> I, I expect like a like the brown the second brown fight I think that's what it's going to be like so dull yeah. dull yeah. kickboxing so but um so yeah I think we pretty much <laughs> got through most of the shenanigans and all that good stuff that seemingly all happened within like this weird 48 hour span where just the MMA gods just let chaos reign and <laughs> everything just just went down but um yeah so i guess that's uh about it for the show so we'll do uh parting shots and shout outs um i only have one i happen to catch well you know what i lied i didn't catch a only watch like one and a half fights but <laughs> one championship had a card this weekend uh was headlined by edward foliang who is their light weight champion versus Martin Nguyen, who is their featherweight champion. 
Um, Nguyen goes up, cleans Foliang uh, while he's doing. I can't. I think it was. I can't remember. It was a spinning back fist or kick. He was doing some kind of spinning move in in mid spin motion. Nguyen caught him with a right hand, instant KO, and he is now a two division champ. So, uh, shout outs to him. That KO was was pretty nasty, and yeah. Two division champ, so shout outs to Martin Nguyen. That was a really, really uh, dope KO. And other side note, Adriano uh, Marias, their flyweight champ, I think defended his belt too and uh, retained that. So shout outs to one championship. It looked like a pretty fun card from what I saw. I need to go back and watch most of the fights, but uh, shout outs to uh, Martin Nguyen. All right, Stokes, you got one? Uh, yeah. Shout uh, out. Uh, um, team Alpha Male for going 2-0 and last night. Good win for Clay and Sage. Shout out to Lonzo Ball, the youngest <laughs> player, <laughs> the youngest player to get a triple double in NBA history. Didn't they lose? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch the game. I was just <laughs> that's still good though. That's that's good though. Still, hey, we're that's a Lonzo. Uh, he surpasses LeBron as the youngest player to record a triple double. And pardoning shot goes out to the sports sound off. I don't appreciate those jabs on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days, we're going to be on this podcast together, and I'm coming for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I just I, I, I like to point out, like I, I had to hold myself back from saying stuff last week regarding where. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, I, I had I this whole story worked out about how you tried to attack TJ in the hotel. <laughs> it, 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 it got crazy. It got oh, crazy from there, but I, I was like, you know, that's not right. <laughs> he's been th- he's been through enough. We'll, we'll leave him alone. Oh, <laughs> Just, just nothing around, but uh, oh, yeah, good tumbler uh, all night, last night, solid breakdown. Yep. Shout out to Joey, is, who can manage to stay up through the entirety of the card, unlike myself, who fell asleep. Um, <laughs> all right, I got two. Um, well, first shout out to. Um, Big crit, I guess, because <laughs> Forever is a Mighty Long Time is my favorite album of the year. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm, um, I'm probably gonna review that like tomorrow. <laughs> but yeah, spoiler alert: that album's phenomenal. <laughs> like, <laughs> that album slaps so hard. That album is ridiculous. Yeah, but, but like, I there, have... there are a few dudes who could put out like a double album and it'd be good the whole way through. So. Shouts to him. Um, I got. Oh, what was it? Live from the underground, right in. I got Big Kurt's album live from the underground, right in front of me. Nice. I got the uh, which one? I think I ride around with like Catalactica and like the my side door of my car. (laughs) (laughs) I just bought it from Best Buy. I'm like, I'm never taking it out, so why bother? (laughs) <laughs> but um, my other one is a little bit more um, 
uh, I want to get real because we like to keep it light and fun. But um, <clears throat> Rose Namajunas won the UFC strawweight title last week, and uh, considering her story, like I'm sure you guys saw, like tough or have at least heard like. Uh, heard about Rose's life before being a fighter and her growing up and everything like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and with um, uh, uh, the world seeming to go crazy this week with uh, allegations of sexual misconduct basically coming from every sector of life, like no, no matter where you fall on the political, social, even like I guess professional scale, um, it's just been a crazy week with allegations coming out against so many people, from Brett Ratner to <coughs> sen- uh, senator, uh, senatorial candidates to George Takei, and um, so my shout outs to Rose Namajunas and. All the other, um, it was not a shout out so much as just like anyone in combat sports who's been victim of sexual misconduct and still excelling at the high, uh, the highest levels of the sport. Like, cause like, this isn't just like, uh, I think it was like the U.S. gymnastic team came out against like one of the trainers this past week or in the past couple weeks for like misconduct. Um, and this really is, like, it's not, point being, it's not, it, there's a problem everywhere. Um, if you go back to, like, 2008, Ronda Rousey was, like, blogging on, like, the U.S. judo team's website. And at this point, Ronda Rousey was considered, like, the best chance the U.S. team had for, like, a, a, an Olympic medal. She was blogging about this trainer who had allegations of sexual misconduct against him. Like, and, like. Team USA did not give a damn. And it's one I think it's one of the reasons she ended up leaving. Like, um it's not just a, like a female thing either. Like uh, Frank Shamrock, if either one of you read his book on Cage, like his autobiography, he talks about like he was sexually harassed as a child. Uh Sugar Ray Leonard, Mike Tyson, Mickey Ward, um, Teresha Douglas, Coressa Shields. Beck Rollins, who's going to be fighting next week. Um, Laura D'August, former pound-for-pound top female fighter on the planet. Tara La Rosa, who was, uh, who alleges that the, um, God, I can't remember his name, the head of a medical staff at, like, Cage Warriors, molested her, like, while he, she was getting her medicals done. Oh. Yeah. <clears throat> like shit is crazy and it infect it infects every sector like every sector of our lives so if you're out there just listen when someone tells you something is fucked up just listen so if you take anything from this podcast say <clears throat> that so that's all I got for this week that was really nice I don't even know how to follow that up you make me want to be a better person. <laughs> I don't know how I'm supposed to close now. 
I feel like I should have just faded out right there. Like that. that... <laughs> can, can I just oh man. Sorry for the unprofessionalism this morning. I mean, how's the food? <laughs> Starbucks. Starbucks and... I want to know was it was, was it worth it? <laughs> yeah, it was. There we go. That's, <laughs> that's all we need to know. <laughs> that's it. You're right. That's all I want to know. The Mexican people. That's all I want to know. Worth it. <laughs> oh, wait, oh wait, there man. was one other bit of news. If you want to end on a little bit of a lighter note, right. Paige Van Zant she turned down fights with oh. both Jessica I <laughs> and <Valentina laughs> Shevchenko. I, I would have. <laughs> oh boy, she she is um, yeah. She wants that title shot. Very <laughs> badly. Not trying to yeah. do any footwork though. <laughs> oh man, that's gonna be yeah. the easiest belt to win in all of MMA. <clears throat> yeah, I, uh, that division I still have high hopes for, but it, it might get off to a rough start. I'm just, <laughs> hey, if Roxy wins it, I'm gonna be happy. I don't care. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how long she'll keep it. But <laughs> one, yeah. if it's if she, one, if it's <laughs> If it lasts the same length as Carla Esparza's title reign, I'm good. Yeah, yeah that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. At least you can say she made it. She made it yeah. to at, at least Carla Esparza, uh, not Carla Esparza, uh, at least Lauren Murphy didn't win. Yeah. <laughs> she got blasted on Twitter by somebody who blasted her. She got Eddie Alvarez blasted her. Nah, was it, uh, was, did LaRosa, was it LaRosa? Tara LaRosa? I don't want to put words in <clears throat> I think Tara blasted her on Twitter. I can't remember what she said, though. But it wasn't anything kind. <laughs> Can't remember. I'm pretty sure she. It, it was. It was. I might be. Lauren Murphy, you suck. You suck mentally. I told you three years ago you didn't belong in the Jesus. UFC, and you stuck. You still suck even now. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> it is real in these streets. Shouts to Rosa. What a fucking. <laughs> Twitter fingers are going hard. I've seen a lie. <laughs> there is no bigger sore loser in all of combat sports than Lauren Murphy. Oh, man. Yeah, she she was not holding back punches on that ramp. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just real quick before we leave, um, any questions you have for the podcast, we do have an email that I set up that I forgot about, but it, it is there. Dojo Talk Podcast at yahoo.com. So if you want to submit questions, you can submit them. We may answer them on the show as long as you're not being too wild, too out of control. <laughs> what is that? There might be some anonymous, anonymous mail in there the next. All right. <laughs> I check it. I do check it every day. I check it at least once a day. I, I, sometimes I forget that email exists, but I I check at least once a day. I go in there. Oh so, my god! You know what? We forgot the biggest news of all. Super Fight League has its first Indian fighter in the UFC. Oh, what's the name? Oh uh, God! Um, I have to go back and look for it now. Uh, super. Oh, also, there's gonna be a man versus woman fight somewhere in Russia. I'm oh yeah, fucking, I saw that. that thing is wild, man. No rules. And the co-main no is like, 
Nope. And the co-main is Wes Sims, and oh no, the undercard is Wes Sims, and God, what's that other Travis guy's name? Oh. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but our Super Fight League graduate is Barat Kandare or Kandare. I I don't know Indian names. Future goat. My goat? No, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Does he have, no, no. Does he have a fight book? He's apparently been signed to the UFC. <laughs> oh my god. He's gonna be fighting. He's got a Ping Yun, uh, Ping Wan, uh, Ping Yuan Liu at from China in Shanghai. Oh. Hey, get him. Dude. He's the new homie now. He's a friend of the show. <laughs> Assuming he doesn't have a criminal past or anything I don't All know. All Super Fight League <laughs> fighters are friends of the show. <laughs> we, Joey brought this up, but we really need to do like a Super Fight League live cast. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a lot of times when that cards are on, I'm always at work. I feel like a lot of the times nobody actually... like says when their cards are actually on yeah they just pop up like I, I just check like twitter and all of a sudden people are like tweeting about like how there's a super fight league card on and i'm just like dude it's not even on like shirt dog or tapology how did you know about this <laughs> <laughs> oh man what is the, but, uh... what is joe rogan thing called where um uh, oh the... the fight Fight companion? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah fight companion. <laughs> so you guys are gonna do that, but with four fucking super fight league. The greatest fight promotion. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm down. <laughs> which which one of you is, which one of you is Rogan and which one of you is Shab? Um I can't be Shab, man. <laughs> I don't think anyone wants to be Shab. <laughs> I'll I'll be Bravo before I be Shab. No 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 diss to Shab, but I don't know, man. Like I, I don't know, I don't know. Shab <laughs> kick Shab in the nuts. Stop. <laughs> I hope I don't meet Shab in real life. He'll kill me. <laughs> I'll, I'll be Shab. <sighs> Yeah, like you, I, you can take that. I feel uh, like I say stupid enough stuff that I relate to him. I mean, Shubs, he's not bad all the time, but there's just some moments I've heard. I'm like, Shub, I don't... Like, Bravo says wild stuff, and I just chalk it up to <clears throat> Bravo's just Bravo. So I just kind of just expect it. The earth it. is flat, like he's... <laughs> Right. <laughs> when Bravo says stuff, like I'm just not even surprised. It doesn't even bother me. I'm like, that's just, that's just Bravo being Bravo. Shub sometimes, though, I don't know, man. He's... Like, I can't. I can't I wait that. for like the podcast where Eddie Bravo has to explain curvature. <laughs> oh, my, oh my god! <laughs> oh man! But uh, yeah, you guys send emails to Dodo Talk Podcast at yahoo.com. I check it once a day. So if he sends up, I'll guys, guys, I'll send it. us I'll, all I'll the check. emails about Super Fight League. <laughs> <laughs> I could, oh man! I could not name one fighter from Super Fight League if I tried. Uh, uh, qu- okay, question: Because uh, who do, who was the first headliner for Super Fight League One? Uh, Michael Page. No, it was like a heavy heavyweight, wasn't it? Yeah, you're close. Um, you're, you're on the right track. Oh, what is this? 
at Tilave. Nope. I'm just gonna stop throwing out names. Um, J. Deep Singh. <laughs> no. <laughs> the fact that they can never get J. Deep Singh to fight in Super Fight League is like a crime. Puds. Jeff, Mun- <laughs> Jeff Munson. No. Uh, who the fuck is this? Is it an Indian fighter? Oh, uh, no. Nope. Uh, you know what? I'll give you half of it. One half was James Thompson. One half. Oh. 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 <laughs> oh Lord, no! I know this. Is it cheating if I Google? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't James Thompson fight the same person like three times? What am I thinking of somebody? James else? Thompson has fought a bunch of people multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> No, he didn't fight Lashley, did he? No, but no, th- you're Lashley. probably the closest. You're the closest you've ever been. Um. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm gonna be mad when you say it because I know I'm gonna know who it is. Stokes. <laughs> I have you. It, 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 it's right. the kid. It's the king. It's Bob Sapp. Ah. <laughs> That should have been the first name I even thought of. <laughs> no idea. What? Oh man, who won? Who won? Who do you think won? <laughs> it was Bob Sapper's James Thompson. <laughs> I'd like to point out I'm on the Super Fight League like um YouTube, and this fight has over 10 million views. <laughs> hey man, Bob Sapp. He he brings those numbers. Oh, man. The, His last fight was a flare. The, the rematch was the headliner for Super Fight League 3. Wow. As it should be. Bob Sapp, the, the needle mover. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But you guys can listen. <laughs> I don't even know how to, like... I don't even know what I'm supposed to say no, after that. The first comment on this video is, Sapp is a little boy inside a giant's body. My everlasting memory of him is Crocop making him cry. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Oh man. You guys can listen to this podcast on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. Like, subscribe. Share with a friend. Like the Facebook page at Dojo Talk Podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Serial Sensei. Um, <laughs> it's been another week of just shenanigans, <laughs> madness, more reviews and stuff <laughs> coming. There, there'll be so much happening this year. There, there'll be no lack of content. The stories keep rolling in. Cards every weekend until like the end of the year. So, I can't wait till it comes yeah. out that GSP piss dirty. Don't don't. <laughs> I'm, wait, I'm waiting for CJ. If, if if GSP pisses dirty, hey, I'm canceling the show that week. If like, dirty, I'm... Cody pisses dirty. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> this was a joint effort. I mean, he did say TJ told him how to do it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh man. As always, anytime people are being punched and or kicked in the face, we'll be here to talk about it. And we will catch you guys.
<laughs> we will catch you guys whenever we catch you guys. <laughs>